Let's do the damn thing. Oh, you know what time it is. It's time to take it to the burn land. It's about to go down. Hope you're all ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, let's yeah. go. Come and roll with me to the burn land. Friends got to giving you the word, man. Any other BS is absurd, man. Sports talk and they give it to you firsthand. They can talk turps. They can talk O's. Yeah, they both lit. That's how it goes. Baltimore squad. Ravens and Poe. Better tune in. Here comes the show. Birdland, Birdland, Birdland. BS. Birdland, Birdland, Birdland. BS. Happy New Year, everybody. What's up, peeps? Drew, Scott, James, Joe Carlozo in the house. Uh, we appreciate you all tuning in with us tonight. Fred and Ryan, obviously not here tonight. They are up in New York, headed up to the Pinstripe Bowl this week uh, to see the Terps take on Virginia Tech. So we'll talk about that here in just a short little bit. Uh, first of all, today, obviously, December 28th. We are four sleeps away, guys, from the new year. Happy holidays. Happy new year to all of you BSers out there, all your families. We want to say thank you again for another fun year of running with this show. Uh, this is four years in the books now that we've been doing Birdland BS. It's it's all thanks to your support, uh, you know, and the, the reason that we really do this thing. You guys have given us tons of feedback, tons of love uh, throughout the years. We always appreciate it. Uh, it's really been a fun ride. We hope it's we hope it's many more years to come. And I know that a few people have messaged me uh, and Fred asking us about donations and wanting to contribute to the show. So real quick, if you guys want to do that there's a link down there it's called bio.link slash birdland bs takes you right to our website social media pages you can get yourself some birdland bs gear from there and then there is a donation button so we appreciate that and appreciate everything that you guys give it all goes right back into the show well the ravens they <laughs> lost their fourth straight guys that they did it's uh it's not surprising though because of the injuries and the COVID list that continued to pile up before the game last week. Yeah, it's just it's one thing after another. After when the dominoes keep falling, the dominoes keep falling. Yeah. So and, uh, go ahead. All go right. Ahead. So I was gonna say, well, look, I mean, you just gotta put it in. You gotta put it in the rearview mirror now, and you got another tall order coming in in, in the Los Angeles Rams. So they come back to the bank and they, they take on the Rams. Look, the playoff hunt's still there. I mean, they need some things to happen, but. It, it's not over yet. Yeah, it's not over. It's not over till we say it's over, until the fat lady sings, so to speak. It's but uh, no major news in Shell until this week, as we said. Uh, and, and like we said, Fred and Ryan, they're up in New York City for the, the Pinstripe Bowl. We're going to give you our predictions in the two-minute warning on that. Uh, hope the guys can – I think they're at a comedy club right now. Yeah, they might, they're smoozing it up. They might. I don't know what time the comedy started. Don't know how funny it is, but we'll find out when they try to hopefully call in a little bit later in the show and give, give their takes. I know that Fred was hoping to be able to call in, so we'll – Hopefully, talk to them. And uh, this week's rundown, we got a hodgepodge, huh? God, talk about it. So we got <laughs> we, we're gonna have to we bring up COVID and 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 how it's ravaging sports and what we could foresee them bringing you know coming in the coming weeks. Uh, there's a new HBO Lakers show that's kind of interesting. Yeah. it's kind of that it's satire. But we're, we're gonna talk about in, Magic Johnson's take on history. that. Uh, uh, Harden's flagrant foul. If you saw that, Joe Montana has a docu series coming 
out. And are we reading this right? Does this guy stay in the news forever? Jake Paul again in our rundown. <laughs> yeah, he's in it again. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. But before we get the show started, let's get Drew, the why don't you give this us a shout out to our first sponsor, time, man? First time reading the new one. Let's see how I do with this one. <laughs> see if I can mess it up badly. All right. Remember that team over at MD Crash. They've been telling you about for the last two, three years. Well, they've expanded. Yep. More lawyers. And handling a much broader spectrum of cases now. Still handling all of your auto accidents and injuries at work. But now the team at Barris, Hassan, and Herndon can help you with family law issues with divorce, custody, and child support, etc. And if you're a murderer or you just you're <laughs> run-of-the-mill traffic stop, uh, you know, all the time, they're your guys too. You can call or text at 667-220-6500 anytime for any of your needs. So save this number if you haven't yet. Update that MD crash number. That number again, 667 667- 220-6500. Call or text anytime to get the team at Bowers Hassan hurting on the case for you. That's All a lot right. more to say now. It is a Ooh. lot more to say, but uh, you know, you got the murder in there. That's yeah, what matters. Got the murder, and that's the only thing, <laughs> literally the only thing we care about. All right. Well, guys, before we actually get into it, I know I've seen it in the chat room. Um breaking news. Yeah, we uh, found out like we literally right found out about 10 minutes timer. ago. Um Unfortunately, uh, the NFL uh, has uh, given given word that the one and only John Madden has passed away unexpectedly at the age of 85. Boom. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, it, not only do we know him for for the all of the stuff that he did, you know, he showed the up the little giants man. with it, right <laughs> on the field with the, the Raiders, uh, you know, but all the catchphrases, the oh. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> all the catchphrases that were there from him. Uh, you know, it was I everything. Mean, like, was, I don't, I, am I wrong? I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Like not say he invented it, but like, did that whole like yelling the yellow line drawing on the prop like was oh that, yeah like he was the first one yeah he was one okay. of the first to do it I mean that's that just shows you what he yeah. brought to the sport what he brought to the NFL you know as a whole when you talk about what you know what he meant to this this uh, sorry getting something that comes up there uh, what you talk when you talk about what he's brought to the NFL to the game as a whole uh, you know obviously like we said the, the coach head coach of the Raiders uh, you know I, I remember him you know we all know we all play a game that's named after I him know. there's a generation right? that only knows Madden from playing the video game and exactly that's sad. <laughs> it is sad, sad it is but- sad but uh, you know, just memories. You know, things things that kind of flood flood to mind. You know, with with some of the calls, some of the crazy calls that he had. I mean, there there are so many. Uh, the the uh, good he old. Not only rambled, but he rumbled and stumbled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always had the, the isms where it's like it was like not as not as thick uh, as like Yogi Bear, but it was just those like. What did you just say? Yeah, he did leave you scratching your head sometimes, but you know, for us, like the Buckisms, you know, with yeah, the Orioles, yeah. right? It, it was the it was the Maddenisms, Maddenisms. but they they worked. That they was worked. the crazy thing. Was they all? They no all one else worked. could pull that off. <laughs> you know, he was over here, and then he was here, and then he was over here. Where did he come from? Uh, you know, all that stuff. You know, the, the, the movie appearances. You talked about Little Giants. I believe he also made an appearance uh, in. I think it was uh, the Longest Yard. Uh, he was a that uh, was a major part of the. Replacements with and the replacements. That was the other they, one. They called yeah. all the games, and it, so it was pretty cool. Just, just a lot of memories there. Uh, James Drew or James James. I'm used to Drew being over there. <laughs> James Joe. Uh, any any memories for either of you? Uh, James, we'll start with you. Like I said earlier, it was staying up late when I was supposed to be in bed just to 
watch him cover um, Monday Night Football because he he could tell it without looking at the picture. As much as he would go all crazy and all, it was a, it was a good time. I got in trouble many times going down the steps just to watch it, but it was it was great. All right, Joe. I think for me, it's I can't remember when he retired, um, but as a kid, you watched him and he was larger than life of the game, and then you played the game, and that's how you knew him. So I think for me, I didn't you didn't realize how great of a coach he was or a broadcaster, but then after you figured that out. Yeah. So I, it's just a loss for everybody. Yeah, one of one for me, one of my like not an exact moment, but it was a game that always sticks in my mind with him was uh the game that Brett Favre played against the Raiders after his father had passed. Oh like yeah. The day before, two days before and played through it. And it's just like you, you, you knew Madden called so many of like Packers games over the years. So it was like the, the, the for Favre to go out there and have the performance he did and then have that guy that, you know, to, as the backdrop and the storyteller along with this, that one always sticks in my mind. Yeah, it definitely stands out there. And, you know, again, sad news uh, for those of you just joining us uh, just before the show uh, within the past hour, um, it break the breaking news all across uh, the, the Twitter verse, all across social media uh, and, and the news. Uh, John Madden has passed away at the age of five, 85 at the age of five at the age of 85 unexpectedly. Um, you know, so yeah, rip John Madden, everybody's, everybody's chiming in there. Yeah. We, we, we unfortunately have to, you know, kind of break the news to some people. It really stinks, uh, you know, for what he meant for the, the game in the NFL. But, um, you know, I know he, he, is going to be missed and our thoughts are with uh the nfl his family his friends um you know i know he has some some children so uh just just crazy to hear and especially after that that documentary yeah uh, kind of coming out probably go see some teams this week do some stuff I, oh yeah the nfl will the nfl, the NFL will. needs to do something a they need to do something on thursday night um and then the it, the entire weekend needs to be dedicated to john to john well, there's no thursday night game. he has no thursday oh that's right there is no thursday night game so then so then the definitely on the sunday night game the sunday night and monday yeah. night games need need to have that so uh you know we'll, we'll kind of see what the, what they do from there but all right let's kind of move to the the ravens uh and get sad off the sad the sad news uh did you sure? go to the sadder news that yeah. she just said yeah. oh geez this is gonna be a long show uh so <laughs> let's start with actually the good news and that's some of the guys that are in the background of the image up here uh as last week we learned the pro bowl announcement of five ravens making it Mostly all all offense. offensive players, all offensive players. So the first one, uh, let's start with the the no doubter, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I, I we're going to get into some of his stats yeah, from this the you, past you, few weeks. I but. mean, you can make the argument of who the best tight end in the league is, and you you can be for us it could be purple Kool Aid is what it is, but he's at least put himself up there to go with Kelsey and Kittle. Oh, 100 percent. As because I mean I know and 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 mainly from a, a fantasy football standpoint. Going into the year, if you're a fantasy football player, you heard Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, and then, okay, well, maybe Andrews and Pitts and this guy. And then it was like, you know, so, but yeah. after those three, it's pretty much like, oh, it's a drop off the cliff. And Mark Andrews changed that narrative right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's one of those things to me the, with the numbers that he has put up this year. He is by far uh, the the biggest threat of tight end uh, mm -hmm. this year from everything that we've seen, and especially over the past few weeks. We're going to get into that in a little bit and some of the stats that are coming out the past few weeks for him. Uh, but he's just solidifying what he's able, been able to do, even despite some of the people that are chirping about the you know the the, the goal line catches and stuff like that. 
Look, every everywhere else he's put up and, and, and played Look, well. I, Travis I was, Kelsey's had some drops. George Kittle's had some drops. I, I was I was critical of not catching the two point conversion, but I'm not gonna that that, that was a one week thing for me. Like I'm right. not gonna keep harping on that shit. After you did what you did this year, to me, when Mark Andrews, any of the negative stuff you want to anyone wants to project on him, at least for now, sorry, that's in the yeah. rear view because you, you're proving the doubt is wrong. You, you you're proving worth the money. And then there's uh, good old Pat Ricard. Just, uh, there's just, not many fullbacks in the league, so uh, but he's definitely at the top of the list. It, it's uh, it's him and Uzcheck basically. Uh, yeah. uh, that's that's the list. Two, two, one. <laughs> yeah. One is a former Raven. One is a Raven. We yeah, know how to grow. Kind of what we do. Uh, yeah, uh, Justin Tucker. This was kind of a, a duh, but there's some people that are you know hey, looking at it. No slouch. McPherson could have made the cut here. You know, McPherson has been solid from 50 plus this yeah. year. I think what solidifies it for Tucker was the you can't have a guy break the longest record. Yeah, unless that was his only the, field goal, yeah. The longest record, still the most accurate <laughs> kicker in the NFL, and he's I, I know he hasn't been getting kicks, James. James, I know he hasn't been getting getting the kicks, but he's still accurate as hell. He deserved it. He got it. It's there, but I get the the McPherson argument. Yeah. Um. The the one of the controversies. Uh, actually, we'll go with the non controversy first. Devin Duvernay. Some were a little surprised. He makes it as a special teams guy, and this is a guy that's averaging top of the and, league, and, fifteen plus yards. Yeah, and that's per what return. it is. So, I mean, yeah, you can have your punt returns uh, uh, for touchdowns, but it's not. It's kind of like the the kickoffs and punt returns aren't as prevalent as we used to have. So it's like you maybe have like. Five to ten a year on both. But know, that's the thing one is, that's it. But so it's what you do outside of just running that back. If you're if you keep sitting there consistently giving your team a good field position, exactly. it isn't always necessary. You have to have that ninety-five yard touchdown. Exactly. I mean, this is a guy that he's averaging 15, 13 to fifteen plus on his on all of his returns. That's why he's he makes it as a return specialist uh, into the Pro Bowl. So, congrats to Devin Duvernay there. Uh, very well deserved this year. The one big controversy that's coming out is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, controversy over him making it over Allen and Burrow with the way that both of these guys have been playing in the AFC. Uh, you know, some people are saying Mahomes. We Mahomes at the beginning of the year we were saying was a shell of himself. Uh, at some least people. with with the way that the way that things were working yeah, out there. They, right, they, they had that little muddled area. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but Lamar makes it. Now, here's the kicker for anybody that wants to sit here and go, I don't get how Lamar makes it. I don't get how he makes it. He made it because of the vote of the coaches and yeah. the players. That tells you something, people. When people, when the guys that he's playing against go. Yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy. Who was everybody scheming against going into the year? It was him. Has some of it been successful? Maybe. Has some of it been unsuccessful? Yeah, because he's been able to make his team with it's been a, a tattered team. Yeah. He's been able to put them in position and won eight games doing it. Yeah, for me, I mean, personally, I I don't it, it, us as fans. I really don't see the point in us harping on Pro Bowls anymore. Okay, because look at it. Look, <laughs> they don't look, look Okay, so I, I, I'm who, who was the other guy with Mahomes and Lamar? I'm why am I drawing a blank on who the other guy was? Allen. Allen was up in the top of the mix. But I'm saying there, but there, it was Mahomes, Lamar, and somebody else that got it, not Allen or Burrow. Was it Herbert? Herbert. 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 So yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's just look at it right there. I mean, if Mahomes, if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, Mahomes ain't in it. If if the Ravens go to the Super Bowl, Lamar's not at Herbs. You know what I mean? So 
one, you already have the Pro Bowl taking away possibility of players that not, don't, aren't going to play in it because they're in the Super Bowl. And two, by the time you get to that point in the season, half these guys are dropping out anyway. So those three quarterbacks, in one way or another, could be dropped out, and Allen Burrow in, and fucking someone else could be going instead. And there'd be five Teddy different Bridgewater. receivers. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I think as fans, you really can't harp on the Pro Bowl for me anymore because it really does come down to all pro for me. Take it, I agree with you. Take me. it, but take the Pro Bowl as a, as a nice nod, especially yeah, when it, it comes is a good nod. I'm not saying it's completely, but no. it's just. But it shows it's it's for the guys the that are roster noticed. gets it's, expanded. It's the same thing as the MLB All Star Game. It gets expanded yeah. so much because there's just reasons why guys that were nominated or whatnot. Exactly. So, all right. So let's kind of move. Me it should be Josh Allen. Let's kind of move through. Uh, we learned uh, Saturday. So let's actually get into the game itself, right? We learned on Saturday uh, that Tyler Huntley had been moved over to the reserve COVID list. Of course. Started to hit again. Uh, in steps Josh Johnson, uh, who's been with the team ten days. At that point, uh, and has been with a total of 20 different teams through three different leagues. Second, NFL, time, second time with the Ravens. Yeah, second time with the Ravens. Completely He's been with, forgot about the other time, too. <laughs> he was with the Ravens back in 2017. Uh, they signed him in, like, May, and we released him in September. It was simple as that. He wasn't making the squad. It wasn't happening. Uh, yeah. Somebody else picked him up. Well, this is a guy that's been with the AFL, the XFL, right? And he's been with the NFL. He's been with eight different teams. Uh, I think he's. I think we said he's been in, like, 30-some games. Uh, 39 games, I think, was what we were looking at um, across those eight eight seasons, uh, but he's also bit only really started in nine games. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, take it take it for what it is. It's a small sample size. I want to say, Chuck, they didn't really drop McSorley. I mean, they put him on the practice squad. You, you run that risk of someone taking him in Arizona took him. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you have to have somebody on the on the practice squad, and I think McSorley on the practice squad was ke- better than Kenji Bahar on the practice squad, yeah. uh, which that was another piece of news that dropped today. We'll get into that, uh, Kenji Bahar being released. Uh, but ultimately, you know, Josh Johnson steps in and, and ultimately has a serviceable game at this point, mm-hmm. uh, considering all the injuries. Now let's go over those injuries going into the game. Total of 32 players were either on IR or the COVID list. Saturday and Friday, we learned Lamar, Devin Duvernay, Pat Ricard, Dalen Hayes, Ben Powers, Tyree Phillips, all were inactive for this game. Pat Ricard was the biggest one. Yeah, and you you hit the nail on the head. And got, we talked about it being a Pro Bowler, and that's, and that's what's been missing these last couple of weeks. So that one hurt. This secondary demolished. So let's look at the corners, right? Marlon Humphrey, IR. Marcus Peters, IR uh, all year. Anthony Averett, he's playing. Look, and I've loved him. I've, I've really enjoyed his play, but when he, he goes down, he takes he that knee. The rib. That's it. They said he cracked his rib, too. Uh, yeah, so he, he fractured the I rib. I don't think he's playing this week. Uh, they said they're going to take it day to day. They may wrap quiet. it up and see what he can do. I, you got to figure something out because you have those guys out. You got Tavon Young, who's out. Now, Jimmy Smith was out for this game. He has been activated. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, Chris Westry was out for this game. Ke- Kevin C- or Kevon Seymour played in this game. Robert Jackson played in this game. You're probably asking yourself who? Exactly. exactly. All right. Khalil Dorsey, IR. Iman Marshall, IR. Maz- Mazzy Wilkins. Yeah. Who? Exactly. Exactly. So it just goes to show you this secondary was depleted coming into this game. Uh, and then you go ahead and you lose Averett. 
So a lot going on with this game and what winds up happening. You know, they activate Sammy Watkins from COVID. Dalen Hayes from comes off the IR this week. Uh, they brought up Kenji Bahar, Robert Jackson, Tony Jefferson. Had, I mean, nothing great, but that sack he had was was really good. He at least made his presence felt. For who? Tony Jack, Jefferson. For Tony Jefferson. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, then you had Gerard Jones-Smith. You had Isaiah Mack, another guy that got a sack in this mm-hmm. game. You had Khalil McKenzie and Jordan Richards. Joe Thomas. Daryl Worley, who they signed to the practice squad and then activated him almost immediately. Yeah. And Tony Poljan, right? The guy that I had said at the beginning of the year, I was hoping to see more out of him during training camp. He gets activated from the practice squad for this game. We saw Calais struggling with his hamstring. He played, but not nearly as many snaps as we usually see him play. We see Broderick Washington really have to fill in there a lot. That's where Mac had to fill in a little bit. Uh, So a lot going into this game that really winds up hurting them. But with all of that being said, especially with the the, the secondary, we're going to get into defense in a little bit. The offense had some shining pieces here in this game. One of the things, and credit to Bobby Trossett, who actually, from WBAL, who actually asked uh, Harbs about this. Talk about the receivers in this game. These young receivers that were thrusted into this. Bobby happened to notice, and I went back and looked. He called out the fact that these young receivers, they would get first downs, they were handing the ball to the ref and moving on. None of that first down. None of bro, that. Bro, like that is a freaking pandemic now. Like, not probably a good bad choice of the word, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw highlights from. But I don't know if you saw highlights from the uh, Panthers Tampa game. They were already losing thirty six to nine late in the fourth quarter, and the uh, Robbie Anderson's catching first downs and celebrate. Dog, you're losing thirty six to nine. Yeah, like I even saw like it, and it was really close. I haven't, I didn't see it blow up on the internet like it kind of did with. Uh, Chase Claypool, but I was watching Red Zone when um, the Rams and, and Vikings game was getting towards the end. The, the Vikings are down 10, and it's like about 40 seconds left. Jeff, uh, Justin Jefferson caught a pass on like the 25, and it looked like he was doing the whole like drop the floor. Like, yeah. dude, wait, you you got to hurry up and score. What are you people doing? It, it, the Ravens, we're not seeing that from the Ravens wires. Yeah, and that was that was good, especially out of the youth, the young, the young youthful Which is ones. Good to see because I'd rather not have that black eye from people making right. fun of our players. On I top mean, you got like guys that. like Prochet that steps up in this game. Yeah. Prochet has seven receptions for seventy six yards in this game. Really looked good, and Harbs agreed. He was very happy with how these young guys were doing it, especially early when they had the fast paced offense. Right, mm-hmm. you were doing the two minute type drill. It was working. These guys were getting the receptions, getting the ball down the field and, and charging down the field. Uh, and one guy that was huge in this game, and, and we can't, it's not just been this game. It's Mark Andrews, guys, right? Mark Andrews MVP. is clearly the best tight end in the NFL right now. Uh, Ravens MVP for me. 100%. So there you go. <laughs> game ball. To go ahead. Man. I'll let you yeah, go off on that guy. So, I mean, he had another 100-yard game with a touchdown, but on the season, 93 receptions, that's 10 more than all other tight ends. Yeah, a guy like Kittle's had injuries, but it is what it is. It, that still happens. So he's at 1,187 yards receiving. That's 121 more than all other tight ends. Travis Kelsey didn't play this week. Nine touchdown catches. That's tied among for all tight ends. 69 first downs, which is like a huge, a huge stat for tight ends. Because hello, like you're automatically almost over the middle. First <laughs> uh, so that's uh, three more than uh, 11 more than any other tight end. 18 catches of 20 more yards. How many times have we seen him catch the ball and run? I mean, that's been like the major cog of the last few weeks. Uh, three more than all tight ends. So he's leading all those categories that brought up. And it's, you know what I mean? He's, uh, I'm going to mess the number up. 
15. I think he's 15 yards away from setting the Ravens franchise record yeah. on the season. Yeah, so. he's definitely up there. I mean, and, and look, I mean, he are an Pro Bowl. And, and <laughs> no here's, the, here's the thing. Per, per NFL and CBS, Andrews is the only tight end in history, in NFL history, with 10 plus with uh I'm sorry ten, yeah 10 plus receptions 100 plus receiving yards and a receiving TD in three straight games the only tight end in history to ever do that right you're talking about a guy that's having some of the best numbers of of his career I think the number in the last three games he has a total of 376 yards the most the most, right? It's crazy in the past three games, and that's most in the NFL out of all receivers. And you say, yeah, because you think guys like Cup and all that, like, they seem to automatically have a 100-yard game. Exactly. It's amazing to see. It's just been working out. And then you have guys, you know, Brown in this game. Brown gets 47 yards. Uh, or he, I'm sorry, he, he got he had uh, like 55, I, I think yeah, it was, 50- but he's 47 away from having 1,000 yards. So when the Ravens haven't had 2,001-yard uh, two, yeah, two, two, one thousand yard receivers since back in the inaugural season. Yeah, so, so it's just been it's crazy be cool to see. to see, even if it's you're limping towards that. It's still, cool yeah, to see. and it's good to see that this offense work. Now, the, the only thing that I that I would say is, Greg Roman proved in this game to me that the problem is him. Yeah, and it definitely like proves that like if he doesn't have a mobile quarterback, then. Like his scheme is just pointless almost. Like you don't have that crutch, you know what I mean? Like at least when you don't have enough of a run game for yeah. him, it just does it doesn't fully work out. I mean, I mean we, it's nothing we haven't seen. Yeah, we haven't been talking about. Look, this this is Greg Roman kept this so vanilla and tried to throw so much against this offense. When you look at the numbers for the the Ravens in this game, Josh Johnson had. 40 passing attempts. I don't want him having 40 passes. attempts. I don't care how down they are. Like, <laughs> But, it, you know, we've talked. The biggest thing that we want, that we all, how are we all saying the easiest way to have this, this offense work is to have a balanced attack? Mm-hmm. Okay, 40 passing attempts. 16 rushing attempts. <laughs> yeah. You barely even let Devontae Freeman or Latavius Murray get the ball going. Freeman gets the, the TD, but... They averaged 2.4, 2.8, you know, yards per carry. Freeman had six carries. Murray had five carries. Josh Johnson had five carries. And the four of the five carries for him were scrambles. But then it just goes to show, like, you're sitting there. We, 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 we let off the segment. We're talking about how the secondary was just depleted. The defense was just depleted. Well, your offense has to help you with that. So even though we've been having injuries on defense, at least the offense have been able, you know what I mean? Like you look at a game with like Huntley against Packers. If you would have been running, you know what I mean? Like you, you played it a little bit different than this week. If you would have been doing that, it would have, it would have stayed a blowout. You would have never had a chance to make the comeback. Yeah. What is your guys take? I mean, is, did Greg Roman prove that he's the problem here? Yeah. Yes, because I, I didn't watch much of the game because I had family stuff, but the first drive I watched was my father-in-law Eagles fan. <laughs> I know he made me watch the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> They went down the field and just kicked their ass. Literally kicked their ass. They should be running two-minute drill all the time. They don't have the O-line, and they don't have the running backs. So Greg Roman definitely is a problem because he can't evolve. All right, James? There's nothing to talk about. We've been talking about it all year. It's like beating the dead horse. It's Roman has to go, and someone else has to go. Yeah. Like, it's time to clean the house. It's time to reshape this this uh, this team change it from being a defensive side to an offensive side and get the ball moving and get going in the right direction, hopefully towards another Super Bowl. I feel like 
we go two steps forward and then we go ten steps back somehow. And I think this is what's going to um, it's going to clean clean the lockers at the end of the year. So Nick says he lost all his running backs and a running QB. You can't change an offense in one week. Here's what I'm going to tell you, Nick. He did change the office in one week because, A, he changed it for Huntley, which Huntley is very similar to Lamar. I get that. But Josh Johnson, you gave you gave Devontae, Devontae Freeman six shots. Six. That's it. Six carries. Eleven carries total between your two running backs. That's all you schemed in this game. It's, it baffles me that you think you can win a game. Now, I get when you get down, we're going to see that number go up. But that number didn't change from the from the, the third quarter on. Yeah, and I mean, really, once they start having like the three and outs and the short drives, that's when it got out of hand. Those first two or three drives, yeah. it wasn't out of hand yet. They were hanging in there. But once you just you just stay in that uh, consistent mold, well, no shit, you're gonna you're gonna lag behind if you're not on the field. It would have been nice to like just give the defense that chance of. A chance to breathe when it's such a makeshift defense at this point. Uh, yeah, uh, Craig Zero saying Byron left wish for head coach. No, no, <laughs> no, thank you, no. Uh, Rick. Rick I've, I've, I've really the Jacksonville better not do. Yeah, that. Rick says uh, if front office don't get rid of Roman this offseason, then we know what to expect next year. Look, I I think we're sh- we're seeing that. I, I guess the that's the the hard part is because the offense did have some success in yeah. this game, and Josh Johnson. You know, we talked about him earlier. Josh Johnson really looks serviceable in this, right? He he really came in. The system really requires a mobile quarterback. It, it does, and that's the problem. I mean, he I think his highest for like a year was like one thirty nine. Like, yeah. he's not a mobile quarterback. But he comes he in was. and he's twenty eight of forty. Right, which when you're asking a guy to pass the ball 40 times and he's scrambling out of the pocket, yeah. 28. I mean, it's it's not horrible. Now I know that you can look at Joe, Joe Burrow's number, but Joe Burrow, uh, you know, for for his what he had, he had a somewhat of a running game. And we're going to get into that in a minute uh, with Joe Mixon, but he, they were able to to make the most out of what they had. Josh Johnson was serviceable. He was not the end all be all. He's he's not going to be a guy that's there. Uh, it, I get that you didn't have, you know, the normal personnel in this situation, but you know, you did have your running backs. You had your two running backs that have been getting I mean, you yardage. Been here for the, uh, long enough. You You've know had I mean? two running backs that have been getting you yardage for the entire, well, almost the entire season, three quarters of the season, especially with Freeman, that he's been getting you yardage, and he's really been on the upswing here. But that's one of those things that you really got to give them the shot. Josh Johnson might have done better had he they had more schemed runs. Go ahead, James. And first, guy, I'm gonna actually agree with you on this time. If you look at the um, Saints Miami game, all of them, mm-hmm. you go from having um, uh, Winston to Taysom Hill, two different style things, right? But he adjusted. He he adjusts to what he what he has to work with with Brooks last night. He had to adjust on on the thing. So I don't want to hear. Oh, he he had the personnel that like this guy. We think he he always had like a running quarterback every time he coached the game. He had it because yeah, it works the scheme. But what you have, even as your backups, you got to have schemes for them. So I don't I don't want to hear he didn't he didn't have time this and that. You should have stuff ready to go. Yeah, I mean that's the thing when you when you look at this overall. You know, again, 
Josh Johnson, more than serviceable through two TDs, did have the interception, uh, took only took one sack, right, which was good. Uh, did, you know, averaging 7.6 in the passing game. Uh, the run game just did really not get the chance to get going, nor did they get going. Uh, Josh Johnson really hurts the numbers here because he had five carries for 10 yards. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But they, as a team, 16 carries, 39 yards. I get what people are saying that, oh, you didn't have the personnel. But again, Freeman, prime example. He's been getting you yardage. You went with him. He got you the yardage that he got really in the first first two quarters is where he got the yardage. And then you got away from it. Sometimes you got to chip away. You can't. I get when you get down, you're trying to throw to come back to come back. Right. Mm -hmm. But what is this team built around? It's built around the run game. If yeah. you can have a successful run game, you'll have a successful passing game. It's been working. It worked last week. Right. It just didn't work this week. So. I have a question that uh, a subject to bring up that just kind of popped in the head this whole time we've been talking, and it's something new for Roman since, I mean, at this point I know like 95% of the fan base is ready for Roman to go away, and maybe some select few other people in the organization. <laughs> but at what point as, like, say, Ravens fans, do you start stop directing that question at, like, each other or at, at the coaches, and you take that to the owner? What does the owner want? Because what is you know what I mean? In the yeah. past, going into that 2018 season, the way Bashadi was talking in the, in the, in the offseason before 2018, uh, it was like, man, like this it is. It seemed like he was somebody putting somebody's feet to the, the fire. This is the season, man. Like without saying yeah. that directly, because obviously no one really is going to say that directly if they're any good of an owner or a coach. You know what I mean? But it, it happened in the past, whereas, like you said, you started feeling that fire. The season was going along. He switched to Lamar. And then you have 2018, 2019, you have the run that we've been on. So at what point, like us as as fans, stop sitting there thinking, all right, why is this guy still here and blaming the coach for hiring him or, you know, keeping him along? And you start blaming the owner for not thinking, all right, we need to make this change whether you like it or not. Maybe I'm just – it's just a subject to broach. I don't know if I'm talking out of my ass even. No, I think there's – there's something to be said there when you know it's it's continued issue after issue that we're that we're seeing right as yeah. fans. Now that we may, we're not privy to some of the information, so that's that's the the downfall, right? It is it, does Harbaugh have an influence on this, or is this all Roman? It really seems to be Roman because this is his mo, right? Yeah. No matter where he's been with four different teams, it's the same scheme everywhere he goes. And he's, and he's, it doesn't leave to be a head coach either, uh, so uh, right, he, he's not getting that anywhere. But you know, look, here's the other side to this game. This game was not lost by our offense. This game was lost by our defense, but expectedly. Like, it's a shell. It's not we, like. We talked about how many. If this, how happened, in guys, week, if this happened in week two or three, so then look, you're sitting there saying, what the fuck? Your, but defense, I mean, your defense was able to get some pressures on Joe Burrow, right? I know he took a few hits. One of the flags was a BS flag as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned. But your three guys that got sacks. Isaiah Mack, Broderick Washington, Tony Jefferson. They're all backups. Yeah. They're all guys that you brought up from the practice squad. What does that tell you? Right? That A, that's depth. That's yeah. great. Good coaching on that good side. Co football. Good coaching, right? Which we've said with Wink. The only thing that had me scratching my head with Wink in this game. Did you guys notice the minimal blitzes, especially early in this game? Right? We, we, we talked about last week. Get the pressure on Joe Burrow. And you make him scrumble, you'll force him to make errors. Yeah. We've seen it. 
It doesn't happen in this game. They stuck in zone coverage almost the entire first half of this and, game. And Burrow said it. They were in zone coverage. It wasn't working. Even when they switched it, it wasn't working. And, and that's the thing is that I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm watching the game going, guys, something's got to change. I, like, you can't. The front was getting some pressure. But you you have to give put a little bit more pressure on Joe Burrow and just expect if your if your guy gets burned, great. You get I mean burned. they're get, I mean they're doing it anyway. Right, exactly. <laughs> like they're, throw, they're throwing on you at will at anyway. If, if you at least got to get that pressure in there, where like yeah, you might leave uh, a corner on an island or something. But even when you were playing the defense that wasn't with pressure, these guys were still seemingly on a goddamn island or finding that open spot where it's just putting it right in that open. You could have. You could have. You could have handled zone maybe a little bit more with Avert out there longer if he doesn't get yeah. injured. Maybe you can you can do it spot, but you got to have some some pressure there. That we did see them, you know, wind up sending Tony Jefferson on a safety blitz. He winds up getting in there, getting the sack. We saw Isaiah Mack climbing through the line, literally yeah. clawing yeah. his way through the line, getting to Joe Burrow, getting the sack. Uh, Broderick Washington on that front. Broderick Washington, you know, I, I know that some people are high on him, but he, here's my issue: is that Broderick Washington, he, he doesn't, he's not the the guy that you would want in there when Calais is out. Yeah. Calais being, you know, not out there, you're putting Broderick in and it's, it creates an obvious hole most of the time. Now, again, he gets some pressure in this game. It works, but we feel it when Calais, when we don't have the combination of Calais and big baby out there, we feel it as an offense. It really hurts. Now they did when they, when, you know, when you talk about what they were, you know, kind of gave up, Joe Mixon had 18 carries. Now, with Joe, the name Joe Mixon, usually 18 carries, we're probably talking 100-plus yards. They held him to 65 yards. They, he, they held him to an average of 3.6. His longest one was 19. He had one TD. Burrow did have to scramble. Again, the pressure with Burrow. He had to scramble twice up the middle. He found a hole, 11 yards total. Well, 12 of that was one, one play, right, where he runs up, mm-hmm. he scrambles, gets the 12 yarders. The only other guy was Chris Evans. He gets one carry, one yard. It really, you really were able to hold them in check. 21 carries for that offense, 77 yards. Yeah, that's I mean, holding in check. That's what we've been seeing out of the defense is as gripped as the, uh, the the secondary is. Like the up front, they're like, they're still, teams don't really run on us. They haven't been running us for the best part of the season. Yeah, but let's get pretty to the, sure they're still the top. Let's run get defense. to the band aid here, right? Uh, Wink, the story that was going into this game was Wink Martindale. Chopping off of the mouth. And we're going to say, I'm going to put that in air quotes, chopping off the mouth, because he says, you know, look, the guy, guys in his really, truly his second year, right? He got injured in his first year. We injured him. He got injured, <laughs> didn't finish the season, which that's, I think, is more of his motivation than the whole, oh, running up the score. It's we, we took him out. So he wants to come in and prove, you know, prove that he could beat us. Uh, but he says, you know, don't go put in the Hall of Fame jacket on this kid. Da, da, da. I don't see what the problem was with that statement. People say worse about Lamar. I, uh, exactly. It, people have, have been Someone, saying and still say worse about Lamar. You know what I mean? Like, but at the same time. It was time, non-factor to me what he said. He comes in. He goes 37 of 46 for 525 yards. Now, here's the thing. You did this against what could arguably be a fourth plus string secondary. Yeah. These guys are yeah, not even on pra- some of them were not even on practice squad squads 2 weeks ago. I mean, you could you I 
people could call it purple Kool-Aid all you want. Like it, it, it's exactly right. You, it, yes, you did what you did earlier in the year, but even then it's not like it is now, but it wasn't like you were at your full strength. You know what I mean? That was when you were already starting to kind of have those issues pop up among the whole yeah, team. But credit, and, it, and, it, and it ran away at the end. It was really like so many huge plays. You just cr- couldn't overcome. Credit, you know, so credit to Burrow. Credit for kicking our ass in both games, but it's, you know what I mean? But like, credit, credit to Burrow. It's a tale you did, two different games. You did, fi- you did find your open receivers. You, yeah. you did it well. Uh, T. Higgins absolutely mossed two guys, <laughs> you know, in that game. He had that great catch down there. Uh, I think it was like well, 40, 40 plus yards, but. Good. And then that's the thing. Someone already said, I can't remember who, like you're starting to see from this kid. He's already kind of run his mouth a little bit. First, let's get through a whole season healthy first. Let's, let's do say that. Cause yes, they, they, they've, they've kept him upright more than people thought. Cause when, you know, when the draft time, it was like, Oh yeah, you're going to get another weapon and chase, but you have a tackle sitting there, a couple tackles sitting there. Maybe you need help keep this kid upright. If he's going to be a franchise guy. One, so you got that. Two, you guys are only at nine wins. You're not like sitting here at twelve wins, like and coasting. Yeah, but here's so for all the, for being super healthy and avoiding this COVID as much as you guys have had. You've also blown a lot of games where like you guys should be should have already have this division un- underway. I don't expect them to win the next I, week. So I, that's, I agree. That's me. I agree with you, but there is something to be said uh, when you look at the stat line, right? When you when you look at the stat line, this was from Field Yates. Uh, credit to Fred for for sending this to us. Joe Burrow. Has thrown for he's 25 years old. He's thrown for 4,165 yards this season. Joe Mixon has run for 1159. Jamar Chase has received has 11,600 or 1163 yards receiving. T Higgins 1,029 yards receiving. The Bengals are the first team in NFL history to have a 4,000 yard passer, a thousand yard rusher, and two 1,000 yard receivers, all that are 25 or younger. Mixon's 25, Burrow's 25, Chase is 21, Higgins. Is 22. They know how to draft. They know how to. They they've put themselves in a good position with this. So I I get the 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 piece of the the confidence and everything, right? It, and it, some of that comes from what he did. And I I like him. But I'm just. I get it. I, I know like some him. people I are ch- that he went to the Bengals. I like that. I know some I people are did. chiming in and and saying like you know he's a bastard. Da da da. Look, I'm not that angry about getting our ass kicked. First and foremost, I'm not. Okay. I, I, like we we said it enough, we keep using it as a crush at this point. That secondary is garbage. But the fact of the matter is, when it's getting to be like four minutes left, you're not gonna. You know what I mean? The time is so much against you that yeah, anything right, can happen. You're gonna go, you're I gonna know you're gonna do that. I know you're gonna do that. But there's no fucking reason for you to be like under two minutes and still be on that field ready to take a hit. And that's fine. That's fine if you want to do that, Bengals. But keep fucking doing that shit. And when someone a, a defensive tackle falls on this fucking kid. Don't go blaming that guy saying it was a vicious hit. Because right, the kid didn't have to fucking be out there. We're gonna go no, down I'm not the, the only one in the room. We're going so down go this. Lead. We're going down go this ahead. path. Let's go. Let's go controversy, right? Because the controversy is them running up the score at the end of the game. Winds up being 41-21. They're passing at the end of the game. It is what it is. Uh, it happened. You obviously have a huge problem with it. You don't like well, it. So I I don't like it. I don't also necessarily see it as running up the score, staying out there in the fourth quarter necessarily with you saying still come up it. But the the fact of the matter is when like it's under two minutes, because the very next fucking play after you threw a ball down the field to put you over 500 yards, you took a knee. You could have been running that ball and running out the clock. Didn't the the Ravens run the ball to try to get a record? Did you have a problem with that back then? I thought it was stupid then too. Yeah, they did it and I, I, it happened. It is what it is. But at the same time, 
you have the game in hand, you're not you were going for a record. So you're just yeah. you're just lumping it on to put some chip on your shoulder. Like I said, that's fine. But what if you do that again to someone and I, a guy comes off the edge and hits him late and he tears his ACL again, I don't want to see shit on social media about, well, that guy's fucking dirty. No, no, no. no. The guy shouldn't have fucking been out there. I know I'm not the only one that could be chiming on this. Look, I, I, we I talked get it. about it a little bit, so I don't know if you guys want to chime in. But. I get it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my two cents in here, and then we're going to go to these guys. So here's my two cents. I'm a little bit like I, I get it. But at the same time, I don't have a problem with them. You know, it, it's playing till the last minute. Now, I get what you're saying about, the, you know, six minutes, two minutes, whatever. But here's the deal. We have seen this team. Now, it's a, it's, it is a different team than what it was when they did it. But how many times have we seen this team come back from a deficit? Right? We've seen them do it. Granted, it's been under a different quarterback situation. Did a little bit different scheming. You had different, uh, you know, players out there. I get it. But you have seen this team face adversity and overcome or almost overcome multiple times this season. This wasn't just, it doesn't, it just hasn't happened once or twice. It's happened all season long. Right? So if I'm, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm putting, I'm not letting off the gas because I can't take, I can't let off the gas and let them back into the game. Right? If I do that, I'm giving them the chance to do it. We've seen them come back from a 17-point deficit with five minutes left in a game. I don't know what game you're watching. But not with two watching. minutes left. I don't know what game you're watching. <laughs> I didn't see starters on defense at all. So even if they came, Ravens came back. Again, I get it's a you're different. You're already through 400 yards already. Another 200 is not going to matter, dude. I, I get it. It's a, it's a different It's a different. Uh, set of personnel out there. I get that. My point no is, is it's, a back. it's a team mentality. Well, We've come back again. We came no, back from no, seventeen points back, down with five minutes left back. and made it a one-score game. I'll have the, I'll have the extra rebuttal though. When? When, the game that Tucker kicked the onside kick. We were with five minutes what left in the game. We were down by seventeen. What game was this? Was that Pittsburgh? What? The Pittsburgh game. Okay, the Pittsburgh. But okay. we were down by seventeen. So. Here we're down by twenty. It's not much different. Did you see what they were, Joe Burrow was doing against the defense? I, I could have fucking which threw is for 500 why they yards. Didn't, which is why they didn't want to let off the gas and let the Ravens back in it. Now, I, I, I get it. What, I'm we're just, just talking saying. about Greg Romans can't, can't, can't give the ball to Freeman and do this and that. We worry about him coming back. There was no You can run back. the ball, and you can still throw the ball, and you can throw the ball for the first down marker, and that's it. When you're fucking heaving it down the field, that's running up the score. If there's an open listen, man and you're throwing to an listen. open man. Okay, and I still I go to my it. point. So my counter argument to you is, if it to me it's not it's it's not to me it becomes running up the score when you have stuff after the game from Burrow talking about how they had a chip on their shoulder because they kicked their ass last year. When we were kicking your ass, we were running it down your throat, and Joe was out of the game in the fourth quarter. And the second time we kicked your ass, you weren't on the field because you tore your ACL because you were out there behind a shitty offensive line who's still just a little bit better. So, so you're mad at him because he felt like he had something to prove? If you can't sit there and think it's called just, uh, oh, it ain't running up the score, we're just making sure we don't lose and have a comeback, and then sit there and say, we had a chip on our shoulder, so we were just pedaled to the metal and, and, and sticking it to him. 
if it's a chip on your shoulder, then that's running up the score. That's not it. There's a difference between running up the score and making sure you hold up the lead, which is what you're saying. If you didn't have a chip on your shoulder, that'd be what you're saying. But if you got some made up chip on your uh, shoulder because you have a, you've had a shitty team for this year, that up until this year, because I've been hearing uh, calling Zach Taylor the fucking coach of the year because you didn't expect Cincinnati to do it and they might win the division by attrition. But the dude has fucking seven wins before the year, and now all of a sudden, you know what I mean, like. That's the kind of shit that doesn't bother me. You got some chip on your shoulder because you've been a shit organization since 2016. You know what I mean? Like, blame your fucking organization for letting it be so shitty that when you guys came in, you've been trying to build the shit. You have a chip on your shoulder that the fact that, like, you've been in the cellar, fine. But don't don't tell me that you're sitting there trying to protect the lead and then say you have a chip on your shoulder and that's why you were just exploiting the defense. That's fine that that's what you were doing. I get that. Growing men play. Someone said it. Growing men playing this game. It doesn't matter. It's still guys getting paid to play a game. So that's fine. But if you you can't sit there and have it both ways, saying you're protecting a lead, but I have a chip on the shoulder. So basically, if you're saying you have a chip on your shoulder from getting your ass kicked the last couple of years, now you're saying you're. You know what I mean? There's so a, it sounds like you you're you're, you're problem, bitter about. It. And that's like I your said, problem that's is fine. more so that they left him in than anything else. Yes, because it's not it's it's the way you were doing it. I, so I let me ask you: they put, if they put if they put their backup in, their backup does the same exact thing. Are you still pissed off? No. How is that any different? Because if you're like they the said, it's a fucking grown men playing the sport. It doesn't right. matter if it's well, shit. It, it, but that's what I'm saying. Keep doing that shit. But when he gets fucking knocked out, do not blame whatever DN for any fucking team that does it. I don't want to see anybody on fucking social media among fans. I don't want to see any coaches coming out saying we need to create some rule or bullshit. I don't want them coming out and say whoever fucking did it is a, is a, is a dirty player. If you're going to do that shit, you're leaving it up to get your ass uh, hurt. All I know is... That's it, dumb. That's fucking dumb. And that's why when we have a franchise quarterback and we run the ball as fucking good as we do, we beat the shit out of teams and ran, Lamar comes out of the goddamn game. Ran the ball as good as we did. Uh, Doesn't hey, matter. All right, let's go to James. Let's all go to I know James. Is is over there. Macaulay Calkins coming up to the bar and, and say, hey, I threw 500, 500 plus yards against the Ravens. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not buying him a shot. He could buy his own fucking shot because I'm sorry. I do the same th- same exact thing against my son and his friends. You know, we had grown men against the practice squad out there. I want to talk about, you know, they're doing all their stuff. They're uh, grown men on both sides. No. You had fucking grown men on one side, and you have fucking retirement players on the other side. I don't, I don't want to hear it. If he got hurt, I wouldn't fucking care. I love the guy. I'm with Drew. That was a fucking bullshit-ass play. In the fourth quarter, and he should have been out. And, and I want to talk and I'll about. I'll say it as an NFL fan. I like the guy enough that I don't want to see him get hurt. Like we need, you need the players like that to show life with the uh, sport. They should not be getting put in positions where they can get fucked up. I'm, that's just that's me. I, it's really not about that we lost. We were going to lose that game one way or the other. They could have. Right. They could have ran the ball for like five hundred yards. All right, Joe. I'm with Drew. I can't believe I'm going to say this. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. You're, 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 the, that's fine. You're, I don't care. You're in the wrong. Um, that's all right. The chat room has been agreeing uh, with me, so I'm good with it. Uh, no, <laughs> we do care about the chat room. But, um, all I can think of is like when Pat Mahomes goes out there and throws for 425, 30 yards or whatever it is, and they're up by 20 points, they put their back up in and he throws a couple, you know, 20, 25 yards or whatever. No one cares. But Drew's totally right. It's unnecessary. 
Because what's going to happen? So your problem, your problem is just like Drew's. Your problem is not that they went and, and were trying to score again or no, trying to I run don't the care score. About that. Your problem is solely. Your problem is actually different from what's been going on on Twitter well, and, and social media. Your problem is that they left him in for the, the 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 benefit of him and the benefit of whatever they were trying to do versus saying, okay, let's protect our guy, let's protect that. So you have more pro- more of a problem with Stefanski than the the actual play calling and the running Stefanski. up the score. Because if, if or not Taylor. Stefanski, it's Taylor. Taylor. Uh, it, with Taylor running up the score versus it actually being a, a situation of the quarterback. Because if the quarter, if the, you're both saying, if the backup quarterback comes in here and does lights it up and scores two more touchdowns, let's say this is a 48-21 to 21 game. You have you have no problem at that with point because it. it's a backup. I'm fine with it. So, you're, then, you're you're starting, so then your you're problem is not quarterbacks not getting hurt. So then to be clear, everybody in this room is in agreement. Our problem is not with running up the score, as everybody out there is saying. Your problem is that they left him in. Those are two completely different situations, and but they're leaving him in because to Craig said, Burrow, "What you get on under the two minutes was ridiculous." Burrow should have come out when it's two minutes. But look, he, he maybe he says, "I want that 500 yards." I and want that's it what I'm because saying. Wink, he got it. He wants to put Wink, that chip on his shoulder. There. Because Wink also gave him the motivation of not putting the Hall of Fame jacket on him yet. Da, da, da. He's not going to get the Hall of Fame for 500 yards, but he is going to be in a good situation, in a good good light, if he's getting 500 yards out there. So it looks good. Go ahead, Joe. Still, at all the games we watch in the NFL, at the end of the game, what do they freaking do? If someone's up, they run the ball. Or, yeah, you got you the know, run the ball. So you because somebody else off. decided not to do and go with the grain, you're upset. Like, see, Scott, I, I nah. feel that you're 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 just hitting the fucking button because I know if this was Lamar in there, yeah, you'd be, like, be going nuts. What the fuck is he out there? What is he doing out there? He gets fucking hurt. I don't want to hear you be saying the same fucking thing about it. But it's Again, on the opposite I'm, side. Uh, about no. it, you be fucking pissed if Lamar was in in that scenario. He's and, up. What happened if he and got we hurt? Talk, so here's the deal. You're you're absolutely right. I did have a problem when we did it. When we did that before, and we left him in. The difference is what I'm trying to to make clear here is your everybody's problem is not with the score being run up as media is blowing it up and social media blowing up. Oh, they're running up the score. They score a touchdown. That's not your issue. That's nobody in this room's issue. Everybody in this room's issue is that you left Burrow in. And with that, I do agree. I do not agree with the whole running up the score thing on the fact that this team has come Two different situations. It's the same. Because a backup quarterback is not going to be throwing for fucking bombs like that. You don't know that. I know that. If a backup quarterback comes in and there's a guy wide open, you don't think he's going to throw it to him? They're running the ball. They're handing it off because it's the fourth quarter. They got the big-ass fucking lead. They're taking time off the clock, and that's it. Game over. Ravens go cover zero at the end of the game, and there's a wide-open T. Higgins. You're telling me but that see, quarterback's not throwing? Uh, and a defense isn't going to do that, though. And T.A. can not play in the game. Wink has played cover zero the at the wait, end of a game before. When they were trying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I, All I know Same. is I'm going to add one more extra point, and it, it, it looks bad. Again, I know it, it sounds like I'm pissed off that they did it, and I'm really not. But it looks bad when you're doing that shit, and then you have the flip side. Mahomes didn't play the fourth quarter. They still beat the Steelers. Handedly. Dak Prescott, I mean, goddamn, did you see that Cowboys score? I felt so much better when I woke up the next day. Well, we didn't get our ass kicked that bad. They won. He didn't even. He took. He it. played the first drive of the third quarter, and he was out. I get it. So when you got teams doing that shit, hey, that's I get third it. But how many, of those team, how many of those teams are doing it against a team that historically this season has been able to pull off comebacks, regardless of what their personnel is? 
but with a reigning, with not reigning MVP, with a unanimous MVP. You did out the same there thing with it. Tyler Huntley, who's a backup quarterback they were still by definition. The game though. Don't worry, Burrow's going to get I his get next year. Look, he, I, I'm he's just saying. Get a reminder next like I said, year. That better and he be, very well maybe. You know, let and that's be, fine. Don't let it become a thing. If someone knocks that motherfucker out again, I don't want to hear anybody. Ahead, Joe, you get the last, last uh, statement on before this before we move on. I think the real problem is is that in social media, you went on ESPN or whatever thing you watched they glorify burrow for 525 yards and he was going against fourth or fifth string guys that's what we're big. talking to about me that's bullshit practice squad that's people. my problem with that yeah all right moving along uh let's kind of take a take a look at what we got with the remaining schedule obviously when we started we talked about this a week after week 11 we said that the team was seven and three you know realistic goal was was a four and three uh run in order to get to the playoffs and get to 11 and six we're now one in, in three in that category. So we are now eight and six in the league. We've taken division loss after division loss after division loss. Uh, we had our only win was against the Browns in week 12. You have the, the Rams coming into town this coming week. Uh, and then you got the Steelers, which is the division game uh, that's at the end of the year. That could be the game of whether somebody gets in or not. You know, there's the potential on that. But when we look at this, we got these last two games. Let's start with the Rams. The Rams are coming to the bank this week, 11 and four, right? The game gets flexed from 425 to a one o'clock game. Which probably helps a little bit. Helps in the favor of them coming cross country. I think now they changed their flight plan. Yeah. I assume well, I mean, I'm gonna, sure they would have. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming they're going to be coming in either Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, uh, maybe even Friday evening, have a, a, a team meeting practice. Uh, on Sunday, we'll see what just, happens. Just do the exact opposite of your LA counterparts and don't come in the night before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you could come in. You can come in on Saturday night. I'll be good with that. Come in, make sure your flight gets in at ten o'clock. Make it work. Uh, but yeah, the the game being flexed out. The Rams, surprisingly, with all the things going on, and this is the only reason I think it's as low as it, as it is. Um, with all the things going on with the Ravens, with the question marks of who's going to be the quarterback, who's coming off the COVID list, who's going to be healthy. Uh, you know, is Anthony Averick going to play? Is Jimmy Smith going to be fully healthy in this game? Uh, the Rams are only favored by three and a half in this game. So when you look at this, there's a lot going on. We talk about Lamar and quarterback situation. When, when asked yesterday about it, Harb said, we'll see as we get closer to Wednesday, which is a giant question mark, yeah, right? Even Wednesday. I mean, you really don't know until Friday. Exactly. But you have some things that happen this week, right? You, you have Kenji Bahar, uh, who actually winds up going uh, on the, or they, I'm sorry, they released Pen Kenji Bahar from the practice squad. You get back Chris Westry. He was activated off the COVID reserve. But you place Tyus Bowser, huge, huge. Yeah hole there now now i mean you still play that game where he could show up you know off the oh, off of COVID. he could he's, he was placed on the reserve COVID list but i believe he was one of the ones that tested positive so now he has to have two yeah. negative tests in order to come back mm -hmm. that are i think 48 hours apart from each other so he can test he tested yesterday he can test on uh wednesday i believe wednesday and if that comes back negative as long as he tests on thursday at that point i think he's good i believe that's the protocol uh so hopefully cross our fingers he's there uh, uh, defensive back Dardarius Washington, also on the COVID reserve. Another guy that's a, a practice squad guy that's been floated up and down at times is just a depth piece. Um, so all those different moves happening. It, it's going to be interesting. When I look at this, the, the first thing that you have to do is 
you got to find a way to put pressure on Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. You have to find that way. We need Calais Campbell healthy in this game. You need him healthy. You need to see a way uh, really getting back to what we saw him earlier this year. They, I think teams have schemed against him a little bit better uh, and, and been able to play and, and hold him back at times. Uh, but in that case, you need Patrick Queen to go help him help him cover yeah, and get that pressure. Yeah. Patrick Queen has been playing really well, uh, been all over the field, been tackling well, uh, much better since they move him to middle linebacker. Or to, we saw linebacker over middle mm-hmm. linebacker. It's worked. Keep him there. Let him do it. But hopefully this defensive front can stay healthy and kind of, you know, getting a Jimmy Smith back, seeing Ken and Averett play some snaps, at least to help you out and give you a little bit of a depth piece. If somebody goes down, he's his last-minute decision, last-minute situation. Um, there's a lot of different factors in this game. I, we're not going to get into predictions just yet, uh, but is there anything that you're looking at when you're looking at this game going, we need to be able to do this, this, and this in order to have, uh, in order to be competitive in this game? I will say we, we already said it like uh, with the running the ball because the, the Rams, I, I think you, you, you think of – uh, Donald and Ramsey, and you think of this defense, and you think top five defense type of thing, but it's that's not necessarily the case. You're like, yeah, you still have those studs, so you know Ramsey's still one of the best corners in the league, and Donald's still goddamn Donald, but it, you can run on them. Madison had a good game against them. Like it's mm-hmm. to me, if anything, like if you if you you stick to the run, you get that run back in there, and it works, then stick with it. And and, tr- and try to get that time of possession on your side because like, we said that when it's when things were gravy for for the Ravens time of possession if you if you're if you're leading the time of possession you for us as fans we feel much more comfortable in their chances if they're competitive in that time of possession uh, game but if it's another issue where you're you're just lagging behind that time of possession it's gonna be another long day all right just Joe where do you where do you see this this game like what do we need to do to make this game competitive game because it, on paper it doesn't look to be right now. I really think they got to bring the blitzes. Blitz them all day. Because their corners can't cover, as we know. And they got to get pressure on Matt Stafford. I would really love to see them use a, the third string running back. Do we even have one anymore? Because he never gets a carry. I, don't, I stopped talking about him. Free, <laughs> I know, but Freeman and Murray just aren't getting the job done. Give it to somebody else. I, I would disagree with that. For Freeman, Freeman uh, Freeman's has, been serviceable, but Freeman's been more than serviceable. It's not Freeman, pretty, Freeman, but they do the dirty work when it comes until, to running a lot of times. Up until last week, Freeman was averaging 3.6 yards per carry. That's what you need out of a running back. Your your bell cow running back needs three plus at the minimum to put you in position on third and one. That's what he's doing. The problem is, is you have to scheme him and give him the chance to run the ball. I don't know if maybe they're pulling it away because of health or whatever it may be. Murray at times, Murray has been so much more up and down this season. I haven't liked it, uh, but it's one of those things. I think you, when you look at it, it's it's got to come down to in that aspect. You got to give Freeman the chance to run the ball. Yes, I know last week didn't look great, but you got to give him the chance. James, where are you at in this game? What do we need to do to win? Hopefully, we can go to church early and do a lot of praying. <laughs> you're just Saint praying. That's all you're doing. Where, where's the button, Scott? Hit the button. We need it back. It's yeah, gonna, right. It's gonna be. It's gonna. I think be, it's in here somewhere. It's gonna be ugly. Um, there's nothing that uh, they could. <laughs> Are we praying to praying to wink? We need a defensive help. Be a fucking miracle. Dad's not here, so we can hit that button. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I said, it's this game could go ugly, or it could be like a close game because Matthew Stafford hasn't looked great in the last couple of games. So uh, 
I don't know. Chuck Summers agrees. He says James being real. I'm just keeping one hundred. One hundred. Keeping it a hundred. All right. All right. All right, James, it is time for our social media shout out presented by Liquor Stop. Who do we got out there? Who's been chiming in? Well, uh, any good ev- comments? Everybody's been chiming in. I was a little worried because, you know, we're Fred. We're Fred. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I every- see a lot of that this time around. <laughs> no, 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 they're, they're, they're liking you now, they're Drew. Not, they're they're liking wanted, you. Feel no, those first couple great. times. Uh, Chuck <laughs> Summer was uh, number one tonight. Thank you, Chuck. For, uh, you know, you've been slacking a little bit. Chuck, back in the saddle. I know, I know you must have been a little busy for the holidays. We'll leave it like that. <laughs> And then we have Joe, Dimitri, Brandon, Kamal, Craig Zero, Joshua, Jacob, Paul, Nick Short, Henry, Jack, Dwayne, Garnett, Steve M, Chris, Abdu, uh, Tony, Rick, Flock Nation, and David. All great comments coming in. Keep it coming. Uh, We love it. Uh, We just know, uh, like I said, this is going to be 0-2 for the end of the year for the Ravens. And... uh, we're going to sit back and watch these uh, locker rooms get cleaned out. <laughs> uh, Nick Short said, maybe Madden can help us now. It's too soon for that. That's messed up, dude. <laughs> that is messed up. He needs a special uh, code. David Missler says, can we release a vial of COVID on the Rams team plane otherwise <laughs> to make sure that it's it like happens? snakes on the plane. Motherfucker snakes. So Craig says, uh, Scott, I don't care if we win these last two games. I want to see the Ravens fight to the bitter end because it's a cultural thing there. Uh. And, and I agree with you. I think we have the ability. We've shown the depth. It's just going to really, it's going to suck. Uh, Jacob Paul chiming in says, yes, it was 24 hours apart that the, the yeah. uh, COVID test has to be done. Uh, it looks like some people are really chiming in. Uh, the, here you go. David Missler, hot take. Cup and OBJ will show off in this game. Hey, hot hotter take. Fuck those guys. It's a guy <laughs> named Van Jefferson. Uh, so Rick, I, Rick, I know I haven't seen you before in here chiming in a whole lot, but yeah. uh, Rick chimed in in this one. He says we actually did better than I thought I was going to do in that game, or better than we thought he was going to do in that game. Have to give him props for staying in it as long as they really did. And really, that's what we were talking about, right? With with Josh Johnson being a serviceable quarterback, you know, in that situation, they were able to put up twenty one points. They did have success. Could they have had more success with more of a running game, more scheming? Less passing attempts. Yes, I do think that that could be that that case. Um, so w- that's kind of where we're going. Scott, who for har- head coach after Harbs? I don't know. I don't. Harbs isn't going anywhere this year. Uh, Harbs is not going anywhere next year. He'll he will be here next year. If anything, it'll be Roman going away. Uh, and, and really, yeah, I know that that Craig, you were sitting there saying Byron Leftwich. Of the names and, and people that are have been out there, I saw one on Twitter today that I actually had me kind of go, I'd be curious because he does have a good take on the game and understands the game a lot. Lewis Riddick does a, a good job at analyzing the game. Uh, now, whether he's head coaching material, head coach material is a different more, story. I think he'd be more like a Mayock nah, that goes a, towards GM. Yeah, you he's, know, a, the front, he, he's looking for GM Off this type of thing. I don't think he's a coach. No. Nah, yeah. he ain't no coach. But, uh, you know, all those different things. So there's, I, I think we're not we're not in that sense uh, or in that position right now. David Missler, can we get Weddle back out of retirement? Hard. Harv's got no. his job lucky to be saved because of injuries and COVID. 
there's a lot of things that'll that have now if, if this season were the same way that it was with everything that we sh- we thought we were gonna have at the beginning of the season i would 100 agree with you james we'd be looking at him on the hot seat uh but i don't think that's the case right now uh we're gonna get in later to the in our two minute warning a hot seat question on who we think should or shouldn't be fired as far as NFL coaches. So stay tuned for that a little bit later. But again, Liquor Stop Brew of the Week presented, or our, our social media shout out presented by Liquor Stop Brew of the Week. Uh, I know that you were drinking it over there. Uh, this one is out of uh, Firestone Brewing Company. Uh, this is a Firestone Walker Brewing Company, to be specific. Uh, I forget where he told me that they're, these guys are out of. Uh, they're Somewhere out of California. California yeah. yeah, they're out of California. This is their uh, Cinnamon Dolce nitro stout uh it is a stout it is a nitro meaning coffee it is a coffee stout there are hints of the the cinnamon and uh the the um, caramel in here, six percent, a little low for a stout, yeah, honestly. Actually, yeah. um, which I think kind of leads it to being heavier on the the, the flavor, the yeah, coffee side. Like which... It's kind of like a light stout. I don't know, it's yeah. not a real thing. But yeah, it's, it's kind of what I gather. Almost feels like it's kind of a light stout. It's not too heavy. If this is your jam, you could probably pound a few of these. Yeah. Uh, stouts just you aren't aren't always enjoy. my thing. I could sip this. I, I I truly could, especially on a warm like uh, in front of a warm fire. Something in the, in the winter time, just to like. Get my taste in my mouth. Yeah. Like the, well, you know, you're over there drinking broken skull now, so you're I'm in never happy place. Not drink this guy. You're just, in happy place. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it's up there. You can hit I that I button. I don't right know. There. I'm afraid to hit buttons. Uh, is go it ahead. This one. It's the blue one. Give me a hell oh, yeah! Hell yeah! There you go. All right. So make sure you head up to Liquor Stop, 1510 Wingo Road in Bel Air. Tell them Birdland BS sent you. Get your 10 percent off. All right, it is time for those predictions, and let's go ahead and give a shout-out to Fred, even though he's not here. Man went 5-1 and one last week. Looked like you last week. He took I, I know. That kind of sucked took, I, got, I had to lead and yeah, over him you, anyways. And you jumped out in front of him, and then you lost it. Uh, as he goes 5-1, and one, you and I both go 3-3. Three and three. James goes 4-2, and two, and Ryan goes... Three and two. Uh, yeah, I just oh, got to pass goes, Ryan. I just got to pass Ryan at this point. Three and three. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Ryan went two and four. Uh, so he didn't do very well. But he so did click. He did. The, he did click with the Colts, Colts and Chargers, Chargers game. Three points he was only off by in that game. Uh, so very close game there. Uh, overall on the season, James is still in the lead. He's got a firm grasp on that that first place. Uh, spot at 45 and 19 uh we've got coming behind him myself and fred 40 and 24 we've got ryan at 39 and 25 and you at 38 and 26 so you're almost caught up to ryan at this point you were you were quite a few behind for a little while started it was it wasn't looking good for you 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 can you were making a run uh so let's look at this week's games uh obviously we talked earlier no thursday night game so let's go ahead and start with this Ravens game. As the Rams come into town again, eleven and four. Ravens eight and seven. One o'clock game. Got moved. Got flexed. Fred's got this being a thirty to twenty four game in favor of the Rams. So he does have it being a one score win for the Rams. And he shows that the Ravens are able to put up some points against this Ram defense, probably using some run game, I would assume here. Uh, so I'm going to go opposite of him in this. The I'm the only one. I'm drinking the purple Kool-Aid this week as I have the Ravens pulling this out 
27 to 24. I think they get back some some key pieces um, that help them. The Tyus Bowser lost today, and again, I made these predictions yesterday. Tyus Bowser lost today does hurt a little bit, uh, but you know what? I still think they can they can pull it out. I think they're going to find some ways to put pressure on Matt Stafford. There, and I get the secondary is is broken up. But I think they find a way to stay competitive in this game. It's not going to be quite the blowout that we saw with Burrow uh, and, and the the Bengals. So 27-24 in favor of the Rams. Drew, who do you have? Uh, so I'll, I'll go Ryan Ryan's score sorry. first just for uh, just because. Uh, so Ryan's got the Rams at 35-20. to 20. I have the Rams at 34-21. <laughs> <laughs> you priced his right at him. Hey, I put mine out first. Yeah, you did. Remember, I was the one to kickstart all the scores this time around. Uh, look, it probably isn't going to be pretty again. I mean, it's like, to me, it literally is the flip of a coin, and I don't know, it's not going to be a carbon copy of it, but you're either going to get the Bengals game or you're going to get the Packers game where you thought we thought the Packers were going to roll out, steamroll us, and, you know, it came down to that last decision. I don't have it coming down to a close decision, so, like, to me, 34-21's still, you know, doable and appropriate because, you know, if, if they get to do the thing, I don't think they're throwing Stafford out there like, they did with Burrow. That's the difference for me. Maybe. To bring maybe. that argument back up. All right, James, let's go over to you. What do you got? Drew, you can hit that button, whatever, the one that says, uh, get off the weed. Stay I'm off so afraid to hit the buttons. weed. I don't know what the fuck Scott's been watching the last couple weeks, but there ain't no, the Kool-Aid is dry it's in gotta, Baltimore. He's got to try to jump. It's dry. I think the old bay's all shaking up down there. It's like all done down there. Uh, I have it close to Fred with a uh, one extra score game. Uh, I have it thirty-seven to twenty-four. Um, get your popcorn ready because it's going to be a show. <laughs> Apparently, you got this being just a blowout. All right, casting couch. All right, make what sure do you, you write these down. What do you too? got, Joe? <laughs> I, write it down. Hold on. Hold yeah, on. write it down. Since we <laughs> we prayed to St. Wayne. I got it. I'm going 28-17 Ravens. 28-17. Get off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, 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 I mean, I, I, look, we... The better part of the month, I've been sitting there going, like, well, I went with this team because I got to... I wasn't doing it this time around. <laughs> I, why that not? Was, why not? Uh, all right, so let's go to the Sunday night game. Uh, we've got the Sunday night 820 or 8.20 p.m. game uh, as the Vikings, who are 7 and 8, head to Green Bay to take on that 12 and 3 Packers team who has a hold on uh, first place in the NFC right now, uh, but only by a game. Yeah, the so, Tampa and, and the Rams coming up behind the Cardinals. And, so, yeah, so the Packers in this game, uh, you know, obviously being favored, Drew. So, who are you going with the favorite here? I'm going with the favor, uh, Packers 36 26. I, I, you're at this point in the season where it's like the Vikings, if if it's close, they'll find a way to fuck it up. Like, it's kind of like the Vikings and Chargers, like that same mold. Like, if it's close, they'll find a way to do something late where it's just throw a dumb pass or, or it's, it's fourth and long. And instead of running it, I mean, instead of throwing it, you're like, oh, we're going to be funny and sneaking it, or you miss a field goal. <laughs> Vikings find ways to lose games for me. So, like, a lot of my predictions for the Vikings that have always been the same, like, they're going to find a way to lose the game. So, I, I, no different than this one. All right. James, what do you got? Um, I had this game. 41 to 27 after the seeing the real goat on uh two weeks ago at the bank Aaron Rodgers is working his way for another MVP back-to-back MVPs 
And him and Adams and whoever he wants to throw to is going to throw to. Uh, their defense sucks, and uh, that's how I have it. So we're going to leave it like that. All right, what do you got over there? I'm going Packers 38-30. Packers 38-30, write it down. Aaron Rodgers, baby. 38-30. He's the man. man. All right. All right, so uh, Fred has this a 38-28 Packers win. Uh, I've got it being that situation. We've seen some weird, you know, primetime games with some low scores, uh, even out of some teams that we expect to put up some numbers. Uh, And I think that happens with the Packers in this game. Uh, I I think the Packers wind up winning and pulling it out, but it's only because the Vikings find a way to lose this game, to your point. So I've got it being 24-21 Packers. Uh, Ryan is the only one on the Vikings train. And he thinks the Vikings are going to do it by oh, by one score, but it's one touchdown of thir- one touchdown and the extra point. 35-28 in favor of the Vikings. I cannot explain this away. So Ryan, if they win, Ryan's going to have to come here next week and explain how he s- saw this coming. Just try to play catch up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Last game is the Monday night game, 8-15. And this is a division game that does have an impact on us and our ability to get into the playoffs because we hold that last wild card spot right now. Uh, we have the Browns, 7-8, and eight, going into Pittsburgh, 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. That good old one. The Browns are favored in this game. Drew, do they pull it out? It's funny. You let the guy that's got the lone wolfness one go first. I, I don't. I got the Steelers win at 2010 just to make it even more complicated in this division and, <laughs> and, and the AFC how it is. Uh, that's another one. It's a, it's a division game like anything can happen. This could be a high-scoring game. It could be a low-scoring game. Uh, you know, the Browns have had a couple heartbreakers here the last couple weeks. Yeah. Or even, you know what I mean? Like, even when they're beating the Ravens, it was a close, you know what I mean? Like, even their win was a close one. So, uh, it's just that stickler for me. Like, there's part of me, is, and it's not like I want it to happen, but that's still like to me that Steelers are still going to continue to be a thorn until the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. until the end of the season. They're going to be a thorn in everybody's Like, we side. could beat the Rams. Let's just say, we could beat the Rams. I'd still say, like, I would be going into the last week, like, I don't know if I could pick the Ravens or the Steelers, you know, that quick. Cause it's just, it still is like, that's still such a organization that like, you can't write them off until like the coffin's closed. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, want to be wrong, but with the Steelers having that one tie, right They're They're not necessarily yeah, counted, some, counted out in this yeah, situation. The, the only reason that they are uh, above the Browns is really, it comes down to that one tie, right? That because they have a, quote better record you didn't take a loss so you have the better record um in this situation so that works out for them but we could we could ultimately see in this game uh one of these teams really fall out of contention and keep us in a good spot to potentially do it Uh, obviously there's a bunch of different scenarios for the ravens that the ravens can get in on this so we'll kind of see what happens uh for me in this game I look at this. I'm going with the Browns. Uh, I, I think the Browns are able to pull it out. They're getting a lot of their their weapons back from their COVID situation, from some of the injuries. Uh, you're you're going to really see them. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a, a game to watch as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. because of the implications and because it's it's like the Ravens-Steelers. It's close games a lot of the times here recently since Baker's come up. The, he keeps it competitive, right? 
the old the old gunslinger in in Ben that doesn't have much of the sling anymore uh, and can't really the sling it much. Short target game, yeah, short target <laughs> exactly. Game the over the middle game still works. Uh, versus you know the, the the high potential that you see out of the Browns at times. Uh, so I've got this being 24-21. Again, I'm going with the same score I did for the Packers, but in this game, I'm going Browns over the Steelers. So, James, what do you got in this game? Um, well, someone earlier posted that the Steelers have never lost a Monday night game until um, <clears throat> until this Monday coming up because Big Ben checked out. Uh, he checked out against the, the Chiefs. He looks all beat up. He can barely get his ass off the field. Um, I just had the Browns winning this game 27-19. to I think Nick Chubb is going to eat that defense alive, and uh, Baker's going to throw a couple touchdowns and be Baker. You know, he'll be like, oh, this is what I do and all this bullshit. <laughs> get ready for his next progressive commercial. But, uh, yeah, Ben's going to be uh, – he's going to get a loss at home for his last home game, and uh, then the Ravens will finish him off. That's Joe, all I have you, to say. All right, Joe, what you got? Real quick, I'll do 28-20 Steelers. 28-20 Steelers. Why are you going Steelers here? Well, he just said it's Big Ben's last home game. I think that's going to play something into it. And I really think the Ravens are going to win this week. So it's going to come down to the that's, Ravens and Steelers the last week of the season because that's what the NFL wants. All right. We're still not going to get in because Bengals are going to win the division. <laughs> Who cares about the Bengals? I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, I saw a lot of people chiming in out there. Uh, David Missler, eh, maybe a 10 to 10 tie. <laughs> like, <laughs> this guy's been watching too much James. Yeah, right. <laughs> James last year. He was doing ties all the time last year. Yeah. Oh, man. So, all right. We appreciate you guys with, with all of your picks. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to see. Uh, we got two more weeks left before we crown our Berlin BS regular season champ as far as this goes. Uh, I don't know what the hell we're even giving as a prize at this point. Maybe it's a bottle of bare knuckle. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you stay tuned uh, as that comes out. All right, guys, it is time for this week's rundown. We don't have Shell and Tell this week, as we talked about Shell and Tell, because guys. Because we don't know how to talk like about the <laughs> terms like those two guys do. Yeah, those two guys, they're going to have plenty for you. If you if you didn't watch last week's episode, uh, go back, check out the Shell and Tell version there. They also put out the actual Shell and Tell episode in Inside Golden Black with Ahmad Gafir. Uh, it was great. If you guys don't haven't, you know, subscribed to these guys, we're not just saying this because, you know, they're our friends and they do this. They're they legit, do this like, they're legit getting better and better they, and better. So yeah. I, just to throw it out there and credit to them, because we know what they've put in to build this. Mm -hmm. Did you guys know they're starting to have some of these uh, these incoming classmen are the ones actually reaching out and following them? Yeah. Right? It, you know, pretty cool just to say what they've built. Uh, and credit to them as they go into 2022, continuing to go to grow the Shell and Tell brand. Uh, congratulations to them. Again, they're up at the Pinstripe Bowl in New York. Uh, up there hanging out, having fun. Uh, again, they were at some type of comedy club. I don't know if Fred's going to call or not. We'll see. I'm guessing not uh, at this I'm point. I'm guessing not at this uh, point no, unless he's uh, calling in for after hours, maybe. It's, it's if quite he possible. calls in, too late. No, <laughs> so no under, uh, under cover uh, 
YouTube name. Yeah, nah, no, no, be, be more YouTuber. <laughs> be more tuber's not in there tonight. I haven't seen him. He's a neo. Uh, but yeah, make sure you go, you go like, follow, subscribe with them on all the social media platforms. You'll be able to find them, and they're also linked with that the uh, the bio link. You can find them through our our website www.birdlandbs.com. You can check them out there. So go check out that show and tell. Sorry that Drew and I aren't that versed. We're versed. We can we can hold our own when we're talking, but to do a whole segment on our own, it would be. We wouldn't do it justice at all. Yeah. At all. What's the point at that yeah, point? Yeah, it's not, it's not a point. So we don't want to, we want to do it justice. We don't want to be disrespectful to the shell and tell segment. <laughs> so uh, David Missler says he's got one for us. Everyone has to do it. Everyone else besides the winner has to do a shot of whiskey. Uh, <laughs> winner. The winner does a keg stand. I like that. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> James, you're doing a keg stand. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy $100 worth of, <laughs> worth uh, of beer. <laughs> they have it delivered, David. We're ready. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so let's go through our rundown topics. And the first one I think is honestly going to take us a little bit to get through here uh, because there there's going to be some opinions. Now, we're obviously we've we've talked about this before when it comes to this. Uh, you know, you guys, I know that the chat room can can get heated at times on, on some of these topics. Uh, we're keeping it with the facts, keeping it with the thoughts, uh, not not keeping this political. It's not a political show at all. So but we're it's keeping, hard not to bring up COVID. And, right. Point, COVID, yeah. COVID is really becoming a problem in sports again. Uh, Tom Palacero uh, on Twitter, who's a, a beat writer, wrote for, he's for the NFL. He wrote 106 NFL players went on the COVID re- reserve list yesterday. They all tested positive, including 96 positive tests Yesterday, so I, I that's was a added, record. I had a one that we never added, and I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but I, the parameters, the number were last year they had something like 225 to 250 throughout total the entire season throughout the until, and that's when we didn't have vaccines and all that stuff. The the virus was more, a little bit more prevalent. It yeah, didn't have, a little it, bit more scary. A little bit then, yeah. you know, a lot, uh, still a lot unknown. So it was like 250 uh, players tested positive the whole season. This year, and just December. It's like 410. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You know what I mean? So that's just showing you where, where we're at in, in, in this day and age right now with with COVID just well, in general, it, whether it's how severe it gets for these guys. I mean, you, you've had rages from guys being unvaccinated completely like a Cole Beasley doing his crap. And then you've got guys like uh, Tyree Kill was completely asymptomatic, did his five days in negative testing. He played on Sunday. Yeah. So you just got that broad spectrum of things. It's just crazy. It's crazy to kind of see. But, you know, you got a lot of other things going on across sports. It's not just NFL, right? Both the Fenway Bowl between Virginia and SMU and the Military Bowl between Boston College and East Carolina have both been canceled due to COVID outbreaks for teams. We saw that Texas A&M dropped out of the Gator Bowl. Uh, I believe they did get another team in there. When you look at some other some additional other sports that Gator Bowl's doomed no, that's the, both teams that were in the Gator yeah. Bowl have been have, have gone out. out uh we have for the Atlanta Hawks NBA the right NBA's had a lot of issues T- yesterday 10 players on COVID protocols that's half a squad right that's crazy NHL has announced they're not allowing players to play in the upcoming Olympics in February there's an argument on that I know so, that you want to get into that yeah but, you know, there's a lot of different things that are happening. And it's just before we get into the NHL piece, because that's got a whole different piece to it. Right. But before we get into that, like overall professional sports, do we see another shutdown here? Like I know NFL is close to playoffs. NBA, you know, it's kind of midseason for them. We're starting to hit midseason. Do we see a shutdown again? I know Adam Silver for NBA said no. Do we see a shutdown with how big these outbreaks are getting with this new variant? No. 
No, and the reason I say no is because we were talking about it too. Even the CDC has changed like their guidelines on how you're quarantining, where it used to be 10 days. Now it's like five days if you're testing negative after the five days, you know, say common Joe. All right, well, go back to work. Wear your masks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Go back to work, wear your mask. I mean, I have to wear a mask at work one way or the other. I mean, you got like, uh, you know, local here in Baltimore County. I know like the mask mandates, like they pop up. So like you have the CDC and that, I mean, you can do your politics all you want, but let's just go with them as, you know, the, the end all be all. If they're changing their guidelines a little bit, and obviously you've seen it from the NFL one week, it was like, oh God, here we're moving games back. And that's like, wait a second. If, if they're changing their ways, if they're changing their letter of the law, we're changing our letter of law as, as opposed to if these guys are completely vaccinated and they're not showing symptoms at all and they're testing good before the game, they're starting. I mean, it, it, where do you go wrong? I mean, yeah, like I have a discussion with my wife over who's a nurse. She kind of was like, I really don't think they should even be playing, like not necessarily playing at all, but like if you're a guy like Tyree Kill, yeah, you were allowed to play because you were asymptomatic for five days. Even that's still kind of uncomfortable and iffy. You, you know, can you're still be a potential line, carrier rather, or whatever, yeah. You know, someone like that, she would rather that like not really happen. But I think you're at this point where like – like you said, just 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 go for you know black and white. Last year, I just said it. You had 400 cases in December. Last year, you had half that in the whole season, and you didn't have vaccinations. Now you have vaccinations. You know this thing a lot better. You have better parameters and measures towards things. I don't see there being a shutdown like they did. I, if anything, and I'm and I Ryan's brought it up, so I'm just piggybacking on it. If anything, this thing doesn't get you know gets worse. Say in February, March. And, you know, you're screwed with basketball again or something like that nature. Something like that, sure. But I, I these professional leagues, I just don't see it happening. Well, and it's really ramped up, you know, and I th- think somebody in there said, you know, oh, it's three. It's been three weeks and it's around, it was around playoff time. But think about it. What was a little over three weeks ago? Thanksgiving. Yeah. Right. It was, it was four weeks Christmas. ago. You know, you now you have Christmas, so you could see another spike. There, there's a lot of because it happened things, but, last year too. Like, but, I mean, you know, there was a spike from so, in the I, I population think, then too. I think you see teams make adjustments. Maybe not fully shut down, but I think you see teams make adjustments. See, I think it's what and we're then not to. to keep going on me, but that uh, made me think of. You see teams making adjustments. I saw today the Eagles have separated all their quarterbacks. Yeah, so well, they, that, they don't want to have the the Ravens situation you know, where you don't have a quarterback. Well, you know, know, or, yeah, the Denver squad. situation last year. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. At that point, it's just up to to me. Then it become the teams making their own decisions and stuff like that. So, Joe, when I asked the question, you said no. Like, I, don't, I don't think they shut down at all. Okay. Honestly. Do you think there's adjustments? Like, what well, do you what do you? The NHL, you know, they had their break in Christmas and they suspended some games. I don't know how many games, maybe like four, like two or three or whatever, which was I think was good to like get the teams to, you know, get out of that COVID issues. But NFL's not going to stop it. They're filling the stands with seventy thousand people. They want the money. Yeah, Adam Silver is going to stick him in a bubble. Yeah, he might not get the fans in there, but they're still going to make the money on the TV. So okay. I think NHL is more iffy because they did do the bubble, and I don't think it worked as well for them. And to well, Drew, their bubble wasn't as strict I'll as the NBA's. To, to I'll Drew, talk a lot more, and, and we yeah, have an NHL. But I agree that like if they don't go to the Olympics, the NHL players that's going to really hurt them because I think that's one of the best times to watch hockey. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna get into that because that's that's a, that's where the some you know some of the controversy is. James, what do you think we wind up seeing a, a shutdown from any any sports? 
No, but I think the NFL is doing it right. They're, you know, mandating the mask throughout the whole um, <clears throat> where the practice facility and all that. So that's great. They just we just got to get all back on folk on track. Uh, I think we we went off a little bit thinking that you know the vaccines here and you know it's been a, a year and a half. It's all going to clear up, but you know it's still lingering. You get different variants coming in, so. Again, we all just have to get used to it. This is something that is probably never going to go away. It's going to be around. It just it'll be just like the to... flu. It gets a new version every year. Yeah, There's we just got to adjust. Everything's, yeah. everything's got to be just, you know. So that's that's all I have to say about you know. Okay. That. All right. Go ahead, Drew. Let's get into the, the the NHL side of this. Has a completely different piece that's that's causing a lot of controversy among players and, and the league. So, kind of get into that. Uh, as anything, the NHL fucks itself up every year or finds a way every few years to do something that just get in their own way. And somehow, Bettman's still the. You talk about uh, like ownership in the NFL. Like you know, how, you know, <laughs> we, we shit on Goodell enough, but like he keeps those owners happy. That's what Bettman does because somehow, like, it just seems like, you know, every single year it's the same thing with that guy in that league. And they've had a couple shutdowns from lockouts and stuff like that nature. Uh, so I digress. But so we had talked about a little bit, I think, last week where the NHL had took uh, normally for Christmas time, a few days before Christmas, Christmas, maybe the day after they kind of have a sh- uh, stop, a stoppage. Give the give the teams a break. Completely have smart, by the way, that they allow these teams. It takes the teams, it, the, the in families general, and in, two, into account. Gives and them I a mean, break. Quite honestly, I mean, if like the NHL, I love the NHL, but I get why someone else it doesn't have the popularity. The NFL is playing games on Christmas. I mean, next year Christmas will be on a Sunday. You've yeah. had the NBA the last chunk of years. They're playing like four or five NBA games, marquee games on Christmas. So from that standpoint, I think they were already kind of like it's. But it's, the NHL cares about their players, and yeah. they also look at it as you but know I'm, they they look at that break as the MLB does the All Star break. Yeah, I, I just say like it's a little bit of the reasoning too to me. Yeah, but so they extended that this year because of COVID. You've had uh, some outbreaks, and that league is literally like maybe a few players out of however many, you know what I mean? At 32 teams, 30, 32 teams. <laughs> Sorry, Chuck Summers says bad. I knew he would. Batman is a third-rate bad guy from a shitty yeah. Batman reboot. Chuck, Chuck will be with me on that one. <laughs> so uh, the problem with kind of doing the shutdown with a few games was, and it, the rumblings were like, well, then they would be not sending players to the NA, to the Olympics after all. So the controversy comes from and and a guy that I fucking hate Marshand, but he <laughs> he he didn't have a problem coming out tweeting about it. Problem was they've talked about and I think how, how far they have implemented it yet, or if it's it's kind of imminent. But they've they've kind of settled this taxi squad thing with the with the NHL where right. like you're having the minors. It's kind of easy to bring up teams uh, guys from the minors anyway. You don't have like the way their contracts are structured. They come up to the minors as in like some kind of service thing like you do for baseball and stuff right. like that, where they can go right back down to Hershey. They can or come and go as they as they want. As Pretty the much. Want. So they had that implemented, but these players like want to go play for their country. <laughs> It's a fucking badge of honor. Like I, you would feel like that kind of is like with the NBA too. They, you know, they play in the Olympics, but that's a huge badge of honor for them. And the problem is, it'd be a different story if they, you know, that they were going to the, they were going to the Olympics anyway. 
the debate had been in the NHL anyway, the whole for the, since the last Olympics about them not they didn't they, they actually were like, no, you're not going. And then last year changed their tune. Right. So you change your tune, and then now you're kind of using COVID as a crutch. And that's the bullshit of me. You, you can't sit there and you were fine with it. And then now all of a sudden you're using COVID well, as a crutch I, because it's something you didn't want to have. I don't know happen. that they I don't know that you can say that they were fine with it. Their their hands were tied, right? When the players association basically threatened the strike over this and a few other things, you kind of had to like the owners backed off a little bit. They said, all right, this is not the, yeah. this is not the time or the situation for us to, to really, you know, push this too hard because they didn't, they're already having revenue issues, you know, with, with some of the TV time and stuff like that. And, and they're trying to build back up the sport. So I, I get it. The other side of that, right. Is I, if I go to a game, right. I'm not, if I'm a season ticket holder, right. For, for the caps, do I want to go and not see, not that he would be, do I want to go and not see Alex Ovechkin? Because he's off in Russia playing over there for his well, country, which I get. I mean, I know what you're saying, but like normally, I don't think the NFL, not the NFL, I don't think the NHL would sit there and say, whoever's on these, whoever's playing in the Olympics, we're still playing. Like every other year, no COVID aside, that's when they're shut down. That's what I'm, that's where I go where they're kind of using COVID as a crutch where like, if we have this little bit of extended shutdown, we're making up some games, and we had some postponements before the, the before the regular shutdown. We're we're trying to make up games for COVID. It's you no, know, you're trying to use COVID as a crutch for your argument that well, you didn't want the players to go anyway. It, well, and I, and I get that, but the you know from the, from the standpoint you know of okay, they go over there, somebody comes back with it, infects a team, whatever it may be. Maybe you have to quarantine to come back. There are ways around that, so I get the, uh, that's kind of what you're saying. I, I'm torn on the whole thing, honestly, because I, I don't follow it, NHL that closely, but I follow it close enough that, you know, in those situations, it, this would this would be a situation where we're saying, OK, we shut it down. COVID is we're, we're canceling these games. We need to make them up somewhere else. And here's where we're going to do it. And that means you're not going to be able to go play over there. And really, you shouldn't be going and playing over there anyway, because there's limits. You know, there's limits on international travel as it is. So. Why? What makes them any different on international travel than you or I? Yeah, I mean, I get I, that I get argument it. too, but it, it it just seems it does seem like a crush. It seems like a I crush because you were already, you know what I mean. Right after the okay, last you, Olympics, you follow NHL you way are, more than I do. Are, so. it was such a thick argument going into the last Olympics about the, about it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's such an ongoing thing the last several years. It's just fishy a little bit. Well, if there is a shutdown or if there is something going on. You're going to have plenty to watch like you did last year with the dance because two things that are coming out. One, uh, I'll talk about one you'll talk about. We found out this week HBO is going to be releasing Winning Time, The Rise of Lakers Dynasty. Uh, and it's it's a star-studded cast. John C. Riley is in it. Star-studded uh, enough right there. Which is awesome. But TMZ actually asked Magic Johnson if he was excited about this debut, and he said no. His response was a simple... No, not at all. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just going to leave it at that. One of the, the thought processes behind this of why Magic isn't happy is because part of this, yes, is there going to probably be with John Riley, is there going to be some comedy? Hell yes, there's going to be some comedy. It's going it. to shine a lot of negative light on his freelancing ways off the court. Exactly. And I think there, <laughs> you're going to see, you're going to see, you know, it is supposed to be a little bit of a biopic, right? It's, it's, and, it's, and it seems like from watching the trailer, I mean, it seems like you're talking about like when, uh, Dr. Bus like 
bought the team. So you're, you know what I mean? You're thinking early Magic Johnson. You're not thinking like towards Kobe and all that. You're thinking that start of you're the, di- of the, the 80s, dynasty yeah, and the yeah. 80s and, and what happened with all of that. So there, there's some there's some thought that maybe there's going to be some shedding of some light on some things because, it, again, it is a biopic type type situation. It's a type I series. mean, look, the first like line of the trailer, John C. Riley is Dr. Buss said, there's two things I love in life, basketball and sex. And I'm like right then and there, I'm watching the show. Right. <laughs> the rest of the trailer. That's just all it takes for you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Basketball all right. and sex. Uh, so, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what we, what comes out of this documentary and what we find. But there's another one on Peacock that you you so found. Peacock will be that'll be a legit documentary uh, docu series uh, on the Peacock Network uh, centered around Joe Montana. So you've had your little man in the arena with uh, Brady there, Fred, your little love fest. <laughs> now we get to the real. Uh, no, he's not. He's a, he's a really good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Uh, so it's on center on Joe Montana. It's called Joe Montana Cool Under Pressure. Used to call him Joe Cool. Go figure. So on January sixth, it'll premiere. You'll have the first two episodes. I don't. I don't know how long they are because I know like uh, I I I would figure it's kind of like. Uh, last dance where it was like an hour and a half each episode but yeah probably one episode might be hour 20 where the like the later on episodes where the good stuff happens it could be two hours or something yeah it's and it's streaming network so obviously you're not worried about commercials and all that Nonsense. Yeah, it's gonna. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see. And Should interesting be interesting to, watch. to see. I'm interested. I probably will watch it. Uh, I know we talked about basketball a second ago, but let's kind of go back to it for a quick second. Did y'all see the James Harden flagrant foul against the Lakers? I really didn't. You didn't I, I see saw like that? a still image where he was punching the yeah. guy in the balls or something. Yes, is that it? Right That's there? it. Okay. I'm- he literally and the video. When you watch the video, he literally he's going out and you watch him go Ugh, right to him. Yeah, no, I'm not going to shit over. Give him the jab. It, literally, it was it was like, you know, if he was trying to get around him, he was trying to go through him with this, and he did because he hit him square elbow to the, you know, or uh, the wrist to the nuts. Guy dropped. It was bad. Like, this is one of the things that people have been talking about with Harden is that he's not getting more flagrants because he's some elbows. This one just like happened that. to be like he hits a guy in the nuts, but he's been taking some hard drives. There was a situation uh, against LeBron where he hooked we he hooked LeBron's arm and like still start, tried driving the basket and LeBron's sitting there like I haven't moved my arm. What are you doing guys? <laughs> like to the refs. And it's just crazy. And now it's starting to kind of be called a little bit, but this this flagrant was pretty bad and I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up getting a fine down the road from them, because it was, it was very obvious what you were doing. And the guy was, it wasn't like the guy jumped and you hit him that way. You're out at the three point line. You're trying to drive in on him and you wind up hit him. In I was like, it's oh, crazy. everybody's got a birthday, you know, the special celebration. Yeah. Why not? Right? Right? No, I love it. See the coronavirus. one. I, that one's a little bit <laughs> pushing the envelope, but all right. It's, hey, whatever. It's still around in 2022. Uh, the last thing that we've got for this week. Uh. Do we have to? <laughs> We're going to go here again because he's making else. headlines again. Uh, this past week, Skip and Shannon had Jake Paul on their show, and they talked about the fight as well as his future, right? And one of the things that Shannon, I get credit to Shannon for actually calling him out on this. He said, look, you know, you, you want everybody to take you seriously. Same thing we said. You got to fight somebody that is a boxer, not a former NFL athlete that's been training for the past six months, not a guy that was a UFC fighter that's trained in jujitsu and passes prime on top of and that. way past his prime. And, you know, and you've been training. He's apparently Paul has been training for the past four years. Uh, I mean, I'll give him credit for that. Like, at least like he it's not like he's going in there and like he doesn't look like a trained boxer, but it's still the fact that like you're, you're facing exhibition matches. You're, you're going against the guys that are not real boxers. Right. And, and Paul's response, 
I'll give him credit because it was very well spoken. He said, look, and it, now it, it was well spoken, but I think he reached a little bit too far too early. But it was it was Paul being Paul. He literally says, not the not you, Paul, if you're still watching. I know we got Jacob Paul that watches the show. Always, always throws me <laughs> off. Throws off. Uh, but no, he he literally said, you know, look, guys like Ali Mayweather, they fought nobodies when they were first coming up. The difference that, that and sh, you know, Skip and Shannon kind of said it. Facing, like, amateur you boxers. were facing amateur boxers. Amateur guys. boxer facing an amateur boxer. Oh, right, exactly. You were facing. You're not facing these guys. Are these? It's exhibition matches, right? But to his credit, he says, "Look, I'm making money off the exhibition fights right now, but I do want to show that I, I'm serious about this, right?" And he says he called out Canelo Alvarez, saying that within the next three years. He wants to fight Alvarez. Now, Alvarez is 31 Which, right again, now. Again, at that point, he's been, Canelo has done enough. You know what I mean? Like enough that in three years, he could be a shell of himself if he extends himself even yeah. that far. He's, he's 31 right now. Paul is 25. Yeah. Right? So a six-year difference between these guys. In three years, you know, you're looking at a 27-year-old Paul that could be, if he's getting some more fights in him, yeah, he could look good. He could be in a, you know, in a prime situation. Alvarez is going to be, you know, potentially on the downcline. However, he did also say that if Tyson wanted to fight him, he would fight Tyson. He'd die. I think he would too. That would be um, awesome. Scott, guy, are you going to fight him? The guy still got Jesus it. Jesus Christ, I'm going to take. I'm going to mute your ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm the world responds. The world's responding to all this, basically saying, <laughs> "Prove it." Jorge Masdevall also comes out and says, Maybe. you know, if you want to fight, you want to fight all the people that are that are coming out of the UFC. Why don't you come over to the UFC and fight one of them? Hey, you know, I, 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 I'd probably give major props if he stepped in the ring and, and uh, took on both those island boys together. Just fucking one armed him and just he knocked both of them out at the same time. He knocked them out. Yeah, this guy's fucking for real. I just it's yeah, all such uh, did a Did you joke see all that stuff me. on the impulsive? Yeah, yeah like, like, somehow not even seeking well, it just, out. I did. You see the guy that was questioning them was released yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Oh day before. really? Yeah. They, they, oh, they, they're okay. like, oh, we had to release him. Da -da -da. Fuck, motherfuckers. We got some got some God. kickback. So. boundaries two topics 30 seconds each it's time for the two minute warning no! all right it is time for the two minute warning i'm gonna be going first this time uh james is gonna be asking the questions james whenever you're ready i got the button Who's one NFL coach that should be fired and one coach that shouldn't be fired if you think he's going to, to, going to be? Uh, so the, the fire to me is easy. It's, it's Matt Nagy. He's head coach since 2018 with the Bears. Four seasons now. He's 33 and 30. He's one and a half games over 500. 2018 best season. 12 and four. Lost first games in the playoffs. They made it to the playoffs again in 2020. Lost the first game. And they were eight and eight. They sucked. Guy that could be fired but shouldn't be Matt Rule. God damn it! You With stole the, both my hands. Uh, <laughs> right. I'll switch it up though. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you go. Uh, Joe Judge in New York. And then while you're at it, fire Joe Gettleman. Judge. Yeah, Joe Judge has got to go. Fire okay. Joe Judge and the and Gettleman. They're both trash. But somehow the Mara's supposed to be some respected franchise and have not gotten it right in years. Uh, and then it, it was Rule. So I, I'm kind of going to stick with Rule because like. 
I know he he kind of looks stupid say you know Jay Z took seven years blah, blah blah that that sounded stupid but he has been and it was college he's known to build something and when you keep losing you if, if if CMC isn't gonna stay healthy you're screwed yeah exactly all right What's all that? right who who do you think will win the pinstripe bowl Maryland or Virginia Tech and how about the CFP Bama or Cincinnati uh, pinstripe bowl I think momentum is right now on Maryland's side. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a tight game, but I think they've got a lot on their side. The the news of new player of the some old players coming back is going to be great for them. Uh, as far as CFP, as much as I want to see Cincy win, I think you just can't beat Nick Saban and his ability to game plan against a team that he's going against, and he's going to have what three weeks to do, to do it. it. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, for me, uh, Maryland's winning. I got it as a tight one too. Probably like something like. 28 to 20. Ooh. And then, yeah, it's going to be Bama. It's not, I, it's to me, it's not even a question. You want to root for Cincy. I, <laughs> I, dude, I just want to root for Cincy because of that, the way the playoff system is. I want to see those lesser conference teams. Like, if you, you've gotten to the point Cincinnati has, it, it'd be one thing to get to the point you had and get your ass kicked, but to be competitive, that's cool enough, too. All right, guys, we appreciate you guys tuning in and sticking around with us. Stay tuned for last call as we get going, and we're, we'll see if any of the guys call in. we got a few little things we can talk about. Uh, as always, you can check us out on our website, www.birdlandbs.com. Hey, guys, ring in the new year. Go check out the episode. Like, follow, subscribe, share on all of our social media sites. Get yourself some Birdland BS gear. Treat yourself, right? It's great. We're going to have to treat you with something because you ain't ever coming in here with Birdland BS I gear anymore. I got good clothes. I don't know what you want me to tell. <laughs> Make sure you also check us out on BigPlay.com. Follow us there. Uh, again, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Follow us on all the all the social media pages. Uh, we really appreciate you guys each and every year that we've been doing this for four years now, as we said before. We really appreciate it. We have fun with this. We've been growing this brand, been growing what we've been doing. And it's all thanks to you guys and the fun that we've been having. I mean, I, we even have an unofficial mascot on the couch today. Yeah, the unofficial mascot is in is in studio today with Joe Carlozo. Mascot. Uh, I know a lot of you guys can always, always, if you don't know where to find us or you don't want to find us in all those places, bio.link slash birdlandbs. You can find the gear. You can find all of our social media pages our website you can get your, your donations in if you want to have any donations for us we appreciate everything that you guys do for us and listening in again the audio version of the show any of your podcast apps that you use we're on there if we're not let us know make sure you give us a, a review while you're there so that we can be found when other people are looking for sports podcasts or especially baltimore sports podcasts thanks for tuning in as always for fred and ryan up the pinstripe bowl go tarps for drew for james and for our special guest joe I'm Scott, and we'll see you guys next week. See See you. Time for the after party. It's the last call for alcohol. I feel like Tom Brook. Man, that was a good show, guys. Very was, good show. Was. I know it was short with the. We almost had the you know Deshaun Watson level argument that we had before. <laughs>
This was a lot different, though. <laughs> oh, God, it's so fun to poke the bear. Oh, man. Uh, no, it was a good, definitely a good show. I know that some people were, were chiming, chiming in there. Uh, Myers back in the NFL soon, I feel. Or Urban? I don't think so after all that shit. No. Uh, He's taking his buyout and gone. Uh, David Missler says Tomlin should not be. So no. here's what I'm going to say to that. And I've said it before, and I didn't put him on my list because I feel like of everybody, he's kind of the guy that's the bubble situation. He seems to have lost control of that locker room. Given that it's a lot of a lot of youth in that locker room, if you've already lost control, the second guys like Big Ben are gone, you you don't you have no respect in the locker room. And when you have a if you don't get a good quarterback in there enough and you're struggling to get five or six wins and you start having you're finally having losing seasons. Yeah. You know, you start yeah. Defensively, maybe, maybe what TJ Watt? I mean, what like is it a thing? Like I know they don't, they don't. He's the third coach in franchise history, right? So they like, don't do we know their often. track record. Would you think it'd be a situation where like somehow he just looks in the mirror or has a conversation with his wife in like next month and like I remember I, I said just, if Big Ben if Big Ben walks away, I could see Tomlin walking like, away. I mean, he could be he could he could have the feeling like I I've done enough. Like if I'm like if I go away. And I don't return. Like I probably could still get in the Hall of Fame. Here's the deal with two Super Bowl appearances and not having a losing season. Here's the deal: Tomlin leaves just because of how he is, who he is, and how he talks. He's getting hired somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the thing too. I mean, if he—that's what I'm saying. If he feels confident in his legacy towards that Hall of Fame credential, he could just be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go make some more money." Look at what Peyton's doing. Who knows? Someone could give me the same kind of job somewhere and do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you see it across the NFL. I mean, not necessarily with head coaches. You see it a lot more with players, right? Olsen yeah. and and some of the other guys. Uh, but look, I mean, he's a guy that he, to me, he's on the he's on the bubble. Right, because it seems it would appear from an outsider's perspective that he's lost control of a young locker room, which is not good. Uh, and the two voices that he has in there, you know, T.J. Watt hurt for part of the year, and Big Ben uh, is a shell of himself, and he said he's done after this year. I, and like you might heard, be a conversation, it, and like you've heard it from Ryan Clark, this ain't the same, you know, former Steeler. This ain't the same Steelers, like. That we're used to, that but I was quite, used to, that the, we were part of. Like, you don't have those overwhelming forces anymore. So, like, you're saying, we're like, that old head is gone now on top of everything else going on. So then the question becomes for Steelers fans, just as it would be, you know, I, I know that Craig was saying, you know, John Harbaugh. Then then who do you bring in that can that can bring back Steeler football, so to speak, right? Or bring yeah. that back that mentality. You know, I, I don't know is whoever the head next co head coach going to be of the Ravens. If it, if John Harbaugh were to be loose, could they have this same play like a Raven mentality, right? Is that a thing that is, that's a thing from the organizational perspective, but EDC would have to find somebody that's going to fit that. Yeah. Like fit. This is how we do things. You know, you are in here for God's sakes, EDC and John Harbaugh are fucking neighbors. Like these guys know each other's ins and outs habits. I'm sure they've driven to work many a times. Yeah. Together. Like it's it's one of those things that it's different when you have somebody that is a organizational changing head coach and a long-term head coach like a Harbaugh, like a Tomlin, like a, another guy that people are saying are, might be out the door, Pete Carroll. 
Oh, he's definitely gone. He's gone. Him and Wilson are gone. That that organization is going. Yep. Down and the sad fucking part. Not sad part because I don't care. I'm done. They don't have an owner. They, they we that they don't have a first round pick this year. Nope. They yeah. traded it for a fucking bum. It could be in the top ten. So you're looking at like say a top five pick, and you don't even get it. <laughs> so no. no, I think Carroll's gone. I think he's gonna sit there and say I'm pushing seventy. I'm fucking gone. Yeah, uh, David says play like Ray will stick around longer than Harbs. Look, I, I do think that's the case, but Harbs has, has instilled, uh, you know, Harbs, uh, you, obviously we heard the the tiffs back and forth back in 2012 with Ray and all that when he kind of first came on. But I think he, maybe he didn't fully embrace it back then, but he did continue to embrace it. We've heard it. That's why the, everybody is giving him credit on, online and media for, for that of, you know, okay, yeah, he's... He's instilled this in his players. When he asked them, do you guys want to go for it? That means he's telling them, I trust your judgment. It's, you know, I'm going to take the heat if it doesn't work, but I trust your judgment. If you think we should do this, if you think you're a part of this team, you you, you show that you're a part of this team. Mm-hmm. So he, he gives them that ability, and I get it. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just something that you have to find the right person. You can't just stick, you know, I know everybody called for enemy, right? But is could enemy not be a fit for that play like a Raven mentality? You don't know. We don't. We aren't privy to these interviews, these conversations. Uh, you know, you have to. It takes especially when you get these organizations that grass that, isn't always greener. Exactly when it takes some of these organizations that have really established themselves and who they are. The, the Steelers are. We know who the Steelers are. Mm-hmm. We know historically who the Ravens have been, and even for the past two years, we know who they are right now. Right, they're a team that doesn't give up right now. That's that play like a Raven mentality. You got to have a head coach that you're willing to come in and embrace that, and willing to trust that you know. Hey, yeah, I may not go get you that big name, but I'm EDC, and I'm going to go get you some bargain hunters yeah. that if you play them, they're going to work out. Yeah, right. So it might work. Go ahead, Joe. I was. Am I, I'm sorry. Can I talk now? You can Just talk. You can here. talk about whatever you want. You're the mascot. As long as it's not fucking boxing. No, go I'm ahead. Just kidding. Gosh. <laughs> um, I will, people give Harbor a lot of flack that they don't like him. But if, if the man hasn't changed, <laughs> he would never brought back Tony Jefferson. Because I'm pretty sure he, like, told Jefferson to beat it. Well, I think Jefferson was an age thing, it's right? They were, yeah, to get, they were trying to get younger. They brought back Jefferson because nobody else wanted him. Nobody else was keeping him. And, hell, I, if I can bring back a guy that knows our system at minimal cost to us, why wouldn't you? I think it was a good... Good job by them because we don't have anyone else. Smart by EDC, <laughs> smart by Harbs. We don't have anybody else. <laughs> so, non sports related, you guys. I mean, I know with COVID and everything, kind of don't we don't really go as big as we may have anyway. What do you guys normally do for New Year's Eve? What do you guys have plans for this year? Because literally, like, I I don't even want to leave the house. I'd want to just drink at home, and I want to just stay up to midnight. I want to give my wife a kiss at twelve oh one and and twelve in one second, and I want to go. All right, time to go to bed. Pre COVID, past three years, my ass was asleep. Well, before see, I stay 10:30. up. So I stay up because it's like either it literally is we just sit there and we'll we'll flip between the the, the shows because we do like kind of watching the shows, or she's worked the next day and she's asleep at like nine o'clock, and I'm sitting there like, well, I guess I'll that's, play some video games well, until that's midnight. Part, that's part of what it for is. For some been. reason, I what it is like I'll stay up to midnight just for. Just because that's part of what it's been for for us is, is my wife works retail, so sometimes she's she's having to go the next work in the next day, you know, or she has to, she just worked that day, so she's had a long day, so it's just been it's been crazy to to have to you know deal with that and work through that. So yeah, it's difficult. It's it's rough. I, I normally you know 
pre three years ago, we would we would actually we'd try to go out. Uh, we would try to go out, and then we actually would leave wherever we were at. We'd usually leave about eleven eleven fifteen, come home, yeah. be you know have have the the ball drop there, and then go okay, well, let's go to bed. You know, because we both worked, you know, weird hours at times. So it is what it is. But, you know, it, it's always I like fun. staying up one yeah. way or the other, even not really doing anything. James, you always have what's for. Your, what's the grub going on over his house? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, what's, what's, what's there's always <laughs> some meal we, going on. Do we have a New Year's we meal? Cook, New we cooked three lasagnas and <laughs> got uh, some penne New, going, penne alfredo going. Nah, New Year's is all about steam shrimp and homemade crab cakes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> There this one go. we might have to go over this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so any everybody just comes over, hangs out. Well, just the, just the family. Maybe my mom will stop over, but I, I'm go all crazy. I did one year had a big old party at my house. New Year's ain't what it used to be. Nah, no, one, I think no. when you, I mean, it is when you get older. Like it's really like I, I don't really like. Just, I don't not go out. I don't really like going out anyway when it's cold it's weather. A room full of fucking old farts. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but I don't really like going out when it's colder I as never, it is. I so never it's had like... a thing when I was young to go to New York and stand outside <laughs> and watch this fucking ball just drop. But you have all these fucking people like sardines, like like all crazy. Oh, like, well, they're limited it this Every, year to like ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, they've still been ticket. doing it worse than last year. You got probably. buy a ticket, but yeah, it, like. Every year I've been growing, I've never said, hey, you know what? I want to go up to Times never. Square. Uh, God, you saw how bundled I up was up for the Ravens game. I'm not going to goddamn <laughs> Kaylee, we just admitted it. Yes, we know we sound old, all right? We got it. And that's without Fred and Ryan here, all right? So it's even worse. <laughs> uh, David says, James, you need to cater my wedding. Uh, and he also says, we need to stay up late and have a Birdland BS midnight countdown show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun one, yeah. We'll have to, maybe maybe next year we'll have to set I that mean, up. For Christ's sake, that goddamn drive lasted a about till midnight. We could pull it off. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I never heard this. I do the grape thing. Like step on grapes? Craig Zero, if you're still in, Tell what, us. what is the grape thing? Yeah, what is the grape thing? I, I'm not sure. Gra oh, just just does, maybe does grape juice instead of wine. champagne or something or maybe, wine. That's probably, what get we're, a bottle we're probably maybe. Over, overthinking it. Uh, she said, Kaylee said she thinks Ryan and Fred would agree, though. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's always it's always interesting to, to kind of go through and do. So let's let's get your two takes real quick uh, on this. So the first question from the two minute warning NFL coach who should be fired and who who may be on the hot seat and shouldn't be. James, let's go to you. Easy. John Harbaugh. Keep it in the house. <laughs> get rid of his ass. The new thing is every 10 years you should go look for a new job. Sparkling grape juice. OK. OK. Thank you, Craig. Too. Oh, that was for, that was from David. I think <laughs> so, that's what he's uh, talking it, about. I don't know. All right, Dave, thank Champagne. you. But it's time to go. Like, I'm just tired of all his his press conference after game, and he's like, looks at you like, yeah, uh, 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 like, no. No, I don't want that. I don't want a head coach that goes up to his players like, hey, guys, what do you think? We should do this play? Well, who's running the team? Back in the day, you had a head coach, and the head coach ran the, ran the team, and, and people follow. If they didn't follow, you walk out the door. Like, I think his, his boat has sailed. And he forgot to get on it, and now his U-boat is going to take him from behind. He is so lucky that COVID injuries happened this year, or he would definitely be gone. Everybody was all I, I don't agree Super with Bowl. that because the team would be better. Huh? Yeah, they, the team would be way yeah. better. Oh, hold on. To his defense, no. if, if, the we team, don't know that, if the team ended the same way that it is, that it is now with yeah. the, the record that it is, with, with all the weapons uh, that we have, 
then yes. But the yeah. thing is, is with all that stuff, I don't think we're in the same situation. Yeah. I think we're probably right now. We're probably looking at eleven and six. Fuck no, dude. With, oh, without Get all the, the fuck injuries? out of here. Come no, on, no, 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 no. With Dobbins and Edwards all, playing, Dobbins and Edwards playing. Peters in the deal on the defense, and everyone it was so no you're you don't think you're the fuck out of here. You don't have. You don't go fourteen and two with a kind of the same team and have a win the goddamn division last year and all of a sudden suck. Lamar's not your franchise quarterback. You're just pushing buttons at that point. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me ask him a question. Let me ask him a question. James, do you truly think? That if we that if we did not have all the injuries, if we had Gus Edwards, he thought we were still going nine. Marcus Peters, you think we still have the same exact record yeah, right because now? Because what offensive line are you smoking? You what have offensive a better line? run game what? at that Again, point. You have injuries. Your defense is able to handle what? with two of Stanley, the best that's in all. the league. On your offense, you're relying Stay on what? No, the weed. You guys are on the weed. <laughs> you have so much fucking Kool Aid up your ass. It's, it's not, not your Kool Aid. How do you go fourteen no and two? Line. How do you win three no straight offense. divisions and then all of a sudden say it ain't nothing about injuries just because you hate Harbaugh and you have a stick up your ass to hate Harbaugh no it's matter not what? It's the head coach. No, it is. You're just pushing a button like he. Earlier no, with I me. can't, You're I can't wait. Button. You got to do this all the time. I love Lamar. I love Lamar. Lamar. Who do you fucking hire? I, I have to get angry because we were doing Lamar this the other day. I have to get angry. No, 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 no. I, you, you, never, you never answered me. You never answered me. What? Who do you bring in? If you fire Harbaugh on the all season. Who do you want them to fucking hire? I don't give a fuck. Exactly. So what's your fucking name? That coaches a team. No, stupid. He had no coaching knowledge at all. Then who do you hire? Someone that knows how to coach offense he and defense. He came from nowhere. That's he had nowhere. He had nobody. And he won a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I love you. I'm getting tired of it. Ray Lewis won the Super Bowl. Ray Lewis won the Super Bowl. I'm getting tired of it because who do you bring in? I keep seeing the show. I don't care. I'm ready for a change. I don't care. So you bring in a change and then you suck. We don't know that. We just speculation. Just but like we don't know that Harbaugh could come in Harbaugh next year and go sucks. undefeated. Harbaugh You sucks. just don't like him. It doesn't make sense to me if you don't have a backup plan. You can't sit there as fans yes, and Dave, think they I need don't to like fire him. Harbaugh. I just think he's not a franchise quarterback. He is amazing. He makes you sure like, on having the best you. kicker in the league. No, I don't. We you don't use them. For two first-round picks. We don't use them. We don't use them. Hey, trade. except for when they kick a 66-yard field goal to win a yeah, fucking to game. Yeah, you try to win the game because our offense can't score, so take you have to rely goal. on your field goal. So if we traded Tucker for good <laughs> offensive linemen, I'm fine. I've been fine for so long. All yeah, right. fire right. this That's... guy, fire that guy. We don't have a plan. <laughs> All right, enough with the bell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so yeah, look, I, I get. I get what you're saying. Oh, I can't I, wait till next year. I fucking can't wait till next year. I get. Oh, we can't Jesus. either because when we're winning one, again and we're rubbing it in your one, face, it's gonna hey, come back. One, if, there's if, receipts. If, if, this, if this team, if all the, if all of the stuff came back, if like all of the 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 offensive players that and defensive players that were injured this year or on COVID for extended periods of time, if all of those guys are here and we shit the bed. I agree with you, James. But the thing is, I don't think we shit the bed. Yeah, no. yeah because look, the defense is not going to be there next year. It's going to be all rebate. All of them are basically like free agents next year. Yeah, Marlon's a free agent. Peter's everybody, a free agent. Everybody's gone on defense. Chuck Clark's a free agent. Everybody, Patrick Queen's a free no, agent. Marlon's Ty's Bowser's a free agent. No, they're all free agent. The defense is Matt basically BK's gone. Matt BK's a free agent. Broderick Washington's a free agent. So you're, you're losing Calais, <laughs> old. Yep. You're losing Brandon Williams, old. <laughs> you're losing Jimmy Smith, old. 
You're losing. You're losing to Sean Elliott because he's probably gone. Injured. Yep. Might as well be fucking old. Young. Tavon Young. Injured. Young. Might as well be gone. Yep. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. <laughs> all right. He's, this is all a great after hours. Dude, this year's draft is gonna be. It's gonna be great. Now you know how I feel. Because <laughs> do I get to answer my question now? And I've been thinking this. I haven't said it. At, do you listen enough to the afternoon of the fan? I don't. Jason Wakafora. They're awful, dude. Must <laughs> hate the Ravens. He's a turd. Because he wants, I mean, it's always so negative, but you know who Jason Lockafor reminds me of? <laughs> James. Hey, I just keep it. Like, real, you just dude, wish right? for your team to suck. It doesn't Not, make I sense. I don't want to me. suck. I'm just saying, like, but Lamar. You wish for it. Lamar is that you guy that's so special on the field, but he's not a. A thrower. I could anybody oh can God. fucking that throw the ball, dude. You have these people that that were How quarterbacks. Did they beat the Kansas Hold State on, Chiefs? they became one time. How did they beat the consistent. How they beat the Indianapolis right, Colts? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a kibosh on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be daddy for a second since he ain't here. Kibosh on it. Look, I I. I agree with you on a lot of what you're saying. I would love Disagree to go with you on a lot of what you're saying. I would love our team to go 18. I don't think we do. I think I honestly think, I think you so, want so, to have so, four stop, wins. Stop, 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 stop. I honestly think, James, I honestly think you're delusional if you think this team is still ending this season. Eight and eight, eight and nine, whatever it winds up being. No, they make if, the playoff, but lose in the first round. That's what our team is set up to do. Okay, but my whole point is, is you sat here just a minute ago and you said, if we had J.K., Gus, Marcus Peters, uh, fully healthy for the entire year, Marlon Humphrey, if we didn't have all these issues, you still, you said you still thought we'd be eight and eight or eight and, or eight and seven right now. I 1,000% disagree with you. I think you're delusional if you think that. If you truly think you that, delusional you're delusional. That Humphrey's a great fucking corner. He is not. He has shown okay. it this year he's not. I told you, he does. <laughs> doesn't want us to have good. He no. doesn't want us to be good. No, if you I really do. think if you I just I don't really think, don't he's think like you top do. five right. fucking corners. I really think you want us to suck. No, I don't. Right. It's not how it comes off. It's, it's yeah. all, <laughs> all right, guys. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Entertaining after hours. We'll see you guys next it week. Because Daddy wasn't here. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week with a full with a full gamut as Ryan. Would, we probably wouldn't even had it after hours if, if Ryan, Ryan was there. <laughs> Ryan and Fred will be back next week, and we'll see you guys. See, see ya.